At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Well, hello and welcome back to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. Oh, I'm Mark. Eric, it's your, you're the host. He's supposed to now lead this into the next person's intro. Thank God you gave me that amazing <laughs> <laughs> segue into yeah. it. Yeah. So the next person we got uh, joining us today for this episode is uh, Micah. Hello. It's been a while. Thanks to yeah, thanks bit. for coming back. Yeah, always a pleasure. And uh, joining us, uh, another person who it's been a decently long time since they've been on the show is Colin. Oh, Colin, thank you very much. Mm. I mean, I'm not here of my own volition. So. No, no, no. You're handgun pointed. You know, forced sit in the seat, shotgun wedding type deal. Exactly. <laughs> so looking directly into camera. Please <laughs> send help. Are you blinking He's Morse fine. code? We're right actually now? in a cave. He's and... fine. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, welcome to I don't know episode eighty-one. That's a good number. Yeah, Titanic. Oh God, call. Oh God, please no. <laughs> so the thing about eighty-one. Actually, uh, I'm gonna oh I'm gonna put a pause for for listeners uh, who've who've heard me on before. Uh, a little bit of rant usually accompanies this, but this time I actually thought maybe we could do something different. Okay. Oh, oh okay. Wow. So um, the topic today, what are we talking about? Today, actually, today's episode is titled Collegia Titanica, and for the uninitiated, that refers to the Titan Legions, uh, massive war machines, mm -hmm. and uh, obviously you're going to learn a lot about it in the episode itself, uh, mm -hmm. but Colin? So humongous mecha. Ooh. <laughs> uh, there's, there's a lot of, of, of traits that they have. One of the great things about them in, in Warhammer 40k is like many other franchises, you have a series of pilots. Ooh, All right, yeah. you've, you've, you've got the crew that man the ship. It's actually kind of like the front deck of a, a starship, but everyone's crammed into a small room. There's not a lot of room. No, not actually, a lot of lights either on. <laughs> yeah, uh -huh. it, and it's and if they are on, they're constantly flickering. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. The lumens yeah. are red, and yeah. it's always right. blinking, exactly. which is kind of like where we are right now. Oh, We're in a small setting. My God. Now, one of the things is we could do is <laughs> we could play a game. We could either try to go around and make sure that our uh, cogitators are synced. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah so, yeah. Mark, you will think of a number. Micah, mm -hmm. you will then try to guess his number, and we go as quick as we can until we actually get the same number. <laughs> okay. At which point we will then be prepped to uh -huh. actually hop in, sync up with the uh, the dashboard, mm -hmm. and be able to control a lovely Titan like this one on the, yeah. the We'll be able to right dock here. with each other for sure. Exactly. So think of a number. Micah, go. Okay. 2,300,465. Let's go on a scale of 1 to 10. Yeah, it might be a little bit better. Okay. What? <laughs> Four. No. Three. No. Seven. No. Eight. 
Ooh, the eight was right. Hey, what can okay. I say? You know. All right, so it was a we little quicker. Synced. We are synced. We are uh-huh. ready to pilot this giant <laughs> war machine. Yeah, only took a little bit. However, probably between the first two, the machine spirit would have overtaken our our minds, yeah. and yeah. we would have suffered <laughs> a, a gibbering it. defeat. We yeah. stumbled one time and yeah. were overcome. Yep, yeah. that's all yeah. it takes. So. <laughs> That's well, nice. thank you for that. That was a lot faster, <laughs> actually, than I was anticipating. All right. What can I say? I know my boy Eric, you know? I have a, a really stupid joke <laughs> okay. um, for a guessing game like that. So, Colin, uh, I'm going to pick a number between 1 and 10, mm-hmm. and I'm going to let you try and guess it. Go for it. Okay. Five. Point seven six five three four four two eight three nine. So no, not not close at all. It, but that close. is a significant number. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying you didn't get what I had. Picked. That's yeah. all. Uh, and that's that's the joke is wow. you just make some ridiculous possible. Right? Yeah. Thanks. Not, <laughs> not, not funny. I, I, I got that one. They're paying uh-huh. us to be here, right? Mike? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just paying you to laugh, not to be oh, here. Yeah. You're here because of the gun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Got him. There we go. Good stuff. You guys are earning your money today. Okay. I, we are definitely in sync now. Yeah. Oh, we I'm, got people yeah. on the payroll. We're all synced up with numbers. Mm-hmm. You want to yeah. dive into this episode? Let's, uh, let's dive actually right in. Um, so... First. Oh. No, not this. <laughs> it's not in the notes. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Titans. Specifically, let's ask the most basic question there is. What are Titans? Well, from my very limited amount of research that I've done, Titans are massive, usually bipedal war machines capable of such destruction that the enemies of the Imperium have been known to surrender once they hear that Titans are even coming. They are these huge fucking war machines with missiles that blow up city blocks, and they're coming for you. Beyond comprehension. So massive, it causes people to quake in fear and just give up, surrender. Uh, Over the thousands of years since the creation of the Collegia Titanica, which we'll go into more detail about, uh, many different types of titans have been created. Some are still in use today, or 40k as it were Mm -hmm. uh, and have become the main battle lines of the legions while the use of other titans have gone to the wayside lost either to time or to lack of stcs yeah yeah there's been a bunch like you even have a bunch listed here eventually that we'll go into that we have names Mm -hmm. that's all we know exactly yeah we don't even know anything about what they looked like or or what their their war gear was like or purpose or nothing but personality uh, character what kind of walks they liked on the beach (laughs) you know what their favorite flavor of ice cream was these are (laughs) crucial pieces of information that we're missing you know that poem where it's like if you follow my footsteps in the sand or whatever it is notice that there was only one yeah Yeah, but but a giant robot right (laughs) yes very hard to miss you were on a titan the whole time exactly i was the titan carrying you. <laughs> the god titan. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so titans are armed with a variety of weapons and may even be outfitted before battle with specific armaments for specific purposes. Think anti-infantry, anti-tanks, uh, breaching things. Anything yeah. that you can think of as a possible uh, problem in battle, titans are going to have some way to deal with it. Yeah. E- even though my, I believe that titans most common way to overcoming any problem is just more firepower yes of course of course so even though they can deal with anything a lot of it just turns into shoot it more (laughs) but but you have some options there you can have more guns yeah or 
bigger right gun. exactly <laughs> yeah, exactly do you shoot it harder with more or shoot it yeah. harder with bigger it's yeah. tough decisions to be made in the adeptus mechanicus <laughs> i think uh-huh <laughs> yeah but no matter what weapons they are equipped with uh-huh. absolute destruction is sure to follow yeah yeah i would say so um and uh, just in case you f- you're thinking of fighting them off, they are protected by thick adamantium plates and void shields. So titans are basically immune to like most weapons on a battlefield. Y- you can shoot it all day long with any small arms. Even most tanks don't do shit against like their void shields, their armor, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, titans are essentially uh, the pinnacle of war machines in the Imperium. There's nothing quite like them. That yeah. can give as much damage or can survive as much or are as mobile or as customizable. Sure. They really are the tip of, like, humanity's... Are they just the tip? <laughs> they, they're just the tip. There's, they form... much, there's a lot of girth behind the Titans mm. as oh, well. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it is the tip, but they can insert with... <laughs> Deadly force. <laughs> Got you. You know they're titans. I they mean, can, that's what they they're can penetrate the enemy. Lines. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Penetrate through their shields. Penetrate their armor. They're penetrate s- anything really yeah. that you can think of. But anyways, back to our family friendly <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hosted by Spotify. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, um, so that is like a. Uh, We'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that's like a very basic understanding of what Titans are. It's just enough, enough information for you to kind of follow along with us yeah. in the rest of the episode. They're, they're just big, giant, fuck-off robots, you know? Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're the size, you know, like, many hab blocks tall. Yeah. Um, they, it's a city. It's a walking cathedral city <laughs> that hates Lamar, you. Yeah. It's yeah. full of guns. Could be a walking prison. Yep. Could be a walking cathedral. <laughs> could be a walking amphitheater. It, they, these things are just massive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But let's uh, talk about first where Titans came from. Their history. Yes. The Collegia Titanica existed prior to the Imperium of Man. These towering machines of metal and death were first created during the dark age of technology using knowledge that could, uh, using knowledge that could have been lost to time if not proper care for their SDCs. Mm. Yeah. They're, they're old. They're like, what, what they did you say, like 15,000 years or something? older than the Imperium of Man itself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's, that's saying something. Yes. Yeah. So... Um, like during the Age of Strife, when like all the galaxy was shrouded in the the birth pains of Slanesh, uh, oh. the Cult Mechanicus was formed, and in it, the adepts of Mars detailed what it meant to worship the Omnisai. What? Yeah. Yeah. And how to care for the machines that it inhabited. People made up some stuff. You know, they wrote yeah. down some stuff. You got to <laughs> oil the machines. Now you're praising the Omnisaya. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, and the this, candles are very important. They are. This was all about the uh, religion behind the Mechanicus. And the Titan creation and the religion of the Mechanicus, the Titans were first and the religion came after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's after they created this religion that they realized we need to fit everything that we're doing into this religion itself. And so um, this whole idea of the Omnissiah and that they can worship the Omnissiah through these machines and the motive force and how that all works together is they, well, you know what? 
I'm just going to read the next part. <laughs> okay. Well, it, okay, I'll save you there, Aaron. It's, <laughs> it's not a form of idolatry. You know, they're not, you're not uh, praying to a symbol of one of these. These are just a conduit of which you are then, you know, praying to the, the Trinity of the Omnissiah. Uh, right. Th- that you, it's just another vessel for you to get in touch with the machine god. Yeah, these aren't worshipped as divine themselves, mm-hmm. but what they represent is something that yeah. is divine. Mm-hmm. Now, in the same way that a for a for the cult mechanicus, a servitor is actually treated as a blessed object. It's not the same, yeah. right? Uh, because it is, you know, it's it still has a purity of form of purpose that machine connection. These are still recognized as like effectively saints in mm-hmm. many ways of the Adeptus Mechanicus. Hmm. You know, you a have saint is a good way to put you it. You have yeah. living saints for for the Imperium, for the Adeptus Sororitas, giant robots <laughs> that have names and histories, yeah. and many have actually fallen in battle, but because they're so damn big you're able to get them back up and repaired. Although a lot of the technology and important. To, yeah. The technology yeah. to do that is very, very limited. You know, uh, there's only a few forge worlds that can still repair and make them, um, by the time of 40 K. But I, I do think of these as the saints of the, the cult mechanicus. Hmm. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point. So they created the Titans first, the cult came after. And then what happened was, uh, when the cult, was formed the titans found themselves a, a new purpose really uh so they became revered as god engines or mm-hmm. god machines and they would be considered the pinnacle of all mechanicum creation um and forge worlds all throughout the galaxy began to manufacture them so these weren't just um found on mars or metallica or whatever yeah. forge world have you these started being manufactured on every Forge world. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it does explicitly say in what I was reading that every Forge world like has a part to make in these. Because if you think about it, these Forge worlds are just places of worship. Mm-hmm. And if this is the pinnacle, the ultimate creation, why would you eschew anything other than what you consider a god engine, mm-hmm. right? So it's so important to them that they worship their god this way that they all are just focused on titans. Everything else, <laughs> the, the more I read about it, it, the more it felt like everything else seems to be a like a necessary thing for them as opposed to this, which seems like a, a form of worship for them. So it, it does give you a lot more of an understanding as well of the Adeptus Mechanicus, mm. that it's it's just another way of understanding the cult's mission of on one hand you have the pursuit of knowledge on the other it's how are you manifesting that and also how are you using tradition to to you know showcase your uh devotion you Mm. know by building a several stories tall (laughs) giant robot uh, that is your symbol of divinity (laughs) and who's gonna argue with that (laughs) no one because at some point that volcano cannon is going to be leveled at your head, and you're going to have the opportunity to deny it, and you won't be able to. No. Yeah. So after the Treaty of Olympus, so that's uh, where Mars and Terra um, unified, essentially. Yeah, formed their alliance. Yeah. These god machines began to fight for the emperor, bringing his light to the galaxy, or to the galaxy during the Great Crusade. At this time, the Titan Legions made up the primary military power of the Mechanicum, and field... Uh, fielded an uncountable number of them throughout the galaxy. This was one thing that was crazy too. Like uh, we were running some numbers. Like you always think Titans are pretty rare, but they're they're rare. They're still very rare. Rare in a galaxy setting. Yeah. But if you were to put them all together, <sighs> thousands, thousands, millions, wow, thousands. Like it's crazy <laughs> to think how many Titans were actually like active at the time. 
in yeah. at the Great Crusade, where yeah. the Titans were like the number one fighting yeah. force for the Mechanicum. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, even during 30k, there's like, oh, I mean, even during 40k, there's a lot of them. Yeah, like, even during 40k, yeah, there's yeah. way more Titans than I had ever bargained for. Yeah. yeah, we'll get. In, we might get into some numbers later, but if we don't, we will share. See, some military forces in the Imperium really like, you know, the with the Astro Militarum, it's a wealth of numbers. Yeah, the Mechanicus. Why do I need a million men if I have one of these? Right, exactly. <laughs> and then you yes. also add the fact that they always walk them in legions. Mm-hmm. They very rarely deploy just one. Yeah, it's yes. usually in group, groups of five yeah. that they do. Holy crap. Yeah. yeah, but there's also you. It's not uncommon to see them go up to like groups of twenty fighting. <laughs> oh, in, like geez. I believe in Hell's Reach, <laughs> it was a group of twenty Titans just defending Hell's Reach. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's a lot of Titans. That's a lot of in Titans in one place. It's the numbers that you need though to be able to survive all the threats that right. the galaxy is throwing at <laughs> yeah. It's not it's what's crazy is all those Titans and all this firepower, all this machinery, it's not overkill. <laughs> yeah. In fact, we'll some, would say, even. some would say it's barely enough <laughs> to keep the enemies uh, of humanity at base. So. Well, then you're going to not like this next line. Because uh, during the Horus Heresy, half of these powerful machines even fell. Oh, God, um, no. God, no. Yeah, so perfectly that's always half. nice. Yeah, perfectly half, uh, of course. Fully half. Yeah. Fully. <laughs> <laughs> so half of them fell with Cowboy Hal, the fabricated general of Mars. Um, who sided with Horus, and there were even uh, traitor Titan legions that took part during the Siege of Terra. But by that time, the Horus heresy was finished, and these traitor Titan legions were pushed back to the Eye of Terra along with the other rebels. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like, there's loyalists, and there's also traitors. There's a bunch of them. Absolutely, yeah. And today is not a Titan trader. Wow. No. Yeah. Wow. Today That's is French. not a traitor Titan <laughs> episode. Today is specifically yeah. Collegia Titanicus. Yeah. But a lot of concepts mm. transfer over. You exactly. Know. Yeah. So that is the history of the Collegia Titanica. They existed prior to the Imperium of Man. They helped in the Great Crusade with their Titans. And then half of them fell to chaos. Yep. And then we had, you know, 30K, 10,000 years from 30K to 40K of bloodshed, warfare, lost technologies, more lost technologies, <laughs> a couple more lost technologies. <laughs> and then we're in 40K. Oh, perfect. Now, if, if you're looking for any more about that time as we start to kind of get into 40K and, and the rankings, how it, how it works na- in the quote now. Yeah, um, in the quote now. The quote now. <laughs> um, this is really where the Adeptus Titanicus game the, uh, is, is based Ooh. around. Yeah. So if you're, if you're really interested in finding out more about like the, the lore and how they maneuver and operate, yeah. that's, you're probably already listening to this episode and you may have heard of this game or seen the models or something like that. There's an entire you know, system based around yeah. this. It's pretty cool. It's like, uh, for those of you who know, like uh, Battle Mecha or Battle Mecha. Battle Tech. Battle Tech. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, like you're piling your mech and you can rotate your shields and it has like all these different things. You can overcharge weapons. It's a lot of fun. It's pretty cool. Now, if you're watching the video of yeah. this episode, uh, we've got one of the 40K sized models sitting on the table here. Yeah, subscribe now, on Patreon. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit more difficult to get a bunch of these, but... <laughs> you can do it. You can. A mind you know a purpose what? can do anything. Yeah, if it's if it's your thing, you can do it. <laughs> Should you? Yes. Yes. Obviously. And there are, if you can afford to do it, you, yeah, should, you do should do it. Do it. And when you, when you are, be proud. Post in the comments section after you've built <laughs> on this right. episode. Yeah, We'd yeah. love to see them on. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty wild. Titans are... 
an amazing thing to see Bill in front of you and then just put a little space marine next to him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's nice that way. Uh, so as with all things, you know, in 40K, everything is super organized. Everything is very clearly laid out. So we're going to get into that next. The College t- Collegia Titanica is made up of four different divisions, uh, which are then broken further into legions or orders. These legions are self-contained units run by high-ranking precepts. To ensure the continued working of all their titans, each legion also has their own unit of Magos Autocaratius? Hmm, tech priests. And finally, with the Collegia Titanica, but outside of the Divigio's authority, uh, there are the Secretarii. So we're going to talk about all those words. That right. Precepts, that's a word that we've never said. Uh, Secretari. Autocaratius? Autocratoris. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And princeps. <clears throat> princeps, yeah. yeah. I I wasn't going to... I'm here for that. That's right. Yeah. Thank precepts. you. Precepts, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, the precepts of the princeps of the Collegia yeah. Titanicus Autocratoris. Yeah. You and know it, what? It all works out in the end. <laughs> so let's start with the divisions. The The legions, each Forge World has their legion, and uh, there's different divisions, and we're going to talk about them. So there's four different types. There's the Divisio Militaris, the Divisio Mandati, the Divisio Telepathica, and the Divisio Investigatus. Investigatus. Right. Mm-hmm. And those four Divisios make up the Collegia Titanica, and then yeah. within each of those, they're broken into legions. So there's yeah. how, who knows how many number of legions within the Divisio Militaris. Yeah. Um, and they're called legions or orders, which yeah. we'll get into. So the Divisio Militaris uh, holds the majority of the Battle Titans, and these legions mm. see the most warfare. Yeah. Um, so legions and these so divisio militaris legions are based on forge worlds. With most forge worlds having at least one legion, <laughs> uh-huh. sometimes several legions at once. This was the mind-boggling <laughs> numbers yeah. because I just randomly looked up list of known forge worlds, and on Lexicanum, there's a hundred and forty. <laughs> I think I counted known forge worlds, <laughs> and the next line here tells me that legions have on average 50 operational engines at any given time, and they can take centuries to repair battle damage. So it's really important that they're yeah. constantly upkeeping and them. And there's like a massive volume, and then there's like always like 20 of them in repair or something like that over those centuries. Right, yeah. And then certain amounts are active. Absolutely, yeah. Crazy. But 50 operational engines. Oh, gosh. So that's yeah. battle-ready things. Mm-hmm. And, and then- if you look at the numbers on one <laughs> legion being on each Forge World, I think it's like 7,000 Titans <laughs> in the Divisio Militaris mm-hmm. that I can easily put a number to. And that's with only being one legion on a Forge World. <laughs> and sometimes it says there's several legions yeah. on a Forge World. Frick. And that's known Forge Worlds. There are many more Forge Worlds out there than the ones we know of. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. It feels like sometimes there's 20 Titans in the galaxy. Yeah, yeah. And I like that they give them that amount of mysticism to them. You know, they make them special, and then you come across one, and it's insane. Because I think that's exactly how it should feel. Yeah. But I do think there are a lot (laughs) of titans out there. The the number for that, too, is just because they... At least in in 40K, the the Forge Worlds that that still have the technology to heavily augment, replace, repair, are Mars and Ryza. Hmm. The other Forge Worlds don't have the same extent of, of tech. And they might be able to make uh, the leg parts, but they can't do the whole machine Right, so themselves. from top to bottom, yeah. really it's Mars and Ryza. Yeah. Hmm. That's crazy. They, they, they make a lot of Titans then. 
I mean, <laughs> they've got a bit of a monopoly. On <laughs> yeah, this, holy so. moly. <laughs> so uh, the legions of the Divisio Militaris also have ground troops and support staff that are brought to the battlefield. Now, it is separate from the Secutari because yeah. the Secutari aren't controlled by any of the specific legions or anything, even though they operate within their authority. Mm-hmm. Um, but the legions will have their own like support staff. Yeah. So yeah. we'll get into Secutari later. Uh, and even though Titans are awesome forces of destruction, they are only called to the most terrible of battles where there is enough room for them to maneuver and unleash their colossal weaponry. Yeah. Yeah. There's just places they can't go. You can't have them bouncing around in the hive city. You know, there's only certain battlefields. Unless you need to destroy the hive city. Yeah. And then you just start at one side and then slowly mow <laughs> it down. That's right. Yeah. There's just some weird, like, calming music playing yeah. in the control room as this, like, massive laser beam is yeah. just cutting into this hive city. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Uh, who wants to do Divisio Mandati? I don't want to have to pronounce Mandati. You did it perfect. You did it. It's your job now. (laughs) The legions of the Divisio Mandati are commonly (laughs) called the executive orders and see far less combat than their cousins in the Divisio Militaris. Mm. They are heralds of the Mechanicus, traveling on their temple spacecraft to the far reaches of the Imperium. They bring the cult Mechanicus and the Pax Imperia with them to the human inhabited worlds. Yeah, it's very cool. I, I, I just get the the vision of like traveling Grail Knights. Like they're looking for stuff. They're looking for STCs. They got their Titans and they just go to human worlds and hey, you like this? No? You want a little yeah, bit? You want yeah. a little Titan? If you don't like it, we'll make you like yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> the, the interesting thing that I, I learned about the Divisio Mandati is that even though there's a bunch of different um things in the imperium uh, like branches there's the inquisition there's space marines there's the guard there's rogue traders there's just naval like civilian fleets or whatever yeah like even the mechanicum has their way of spreading themselves yeah. and their cult in the galaxy and you might think like well everyone else does it why does everyone need it because the galaxy is massive it's a big place yeah. and there's still so much unexplored space yeah. that it totally makes sense for the Mechanicum to have their own like traveling arc. Yeah, really. Think of it like missionaries. Of, like, yeah, you know, absolutely. Just, just a little bit more but aggressive. They're, they're just <laughs> every single like branch in the Imperium seems to have their yeah. own missionaries, and everyone spreads the Imperium's light their own I, way. I think it so. does make sense though, because there's always constant pressure on every single side, and if you're not gaining ground, yeah. you're losing. Hundred percent. That's a great. Point, yeah. yeah, and the 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 social structures of these uh, missionaries, you know, mm-hmm. to use the, are are very interesting in that some of those traditions have been enacted since you know pre or around since the time age of, of strife, age yeah. of strife, horse heresy. Yeah. Because you'll have some of these groups are like complete meritocracies; others are gene cloned serfs from the Horus heresy, and the only reason they will use them is because they were loyal. At the betrayal. Hmm. And so they want to make sure, no, we're not going to have anybody else join uh, the Mandati. We're only going to be using, you know, serfs and servants who were cloned so for that purpose. So you're at the end of your biological lifespan and we just take a nail clipping and make a new you? Bingo. <laughs> yeah. nice. it's, the, it's the only way to be safe to make sure that In the, the Titans are The Colin didn't fail us last time. 
He won't <laughs> fail us this time. <laughs> he was loyal then, he'll be loyal again. Yeah. <laughs> Colin number 10,851 also did not fail us. <laughs> Make the next one. <laughs> yeah. And then there's just a lot of pressure on Colin 10,582 because yeah. there's my ancestry, yeah. you know, like, there's so many of you before that I have did to not live fail. up to my my That's my right. Colin, my Collins, Colin, my Collins, Collins, Colin. <laughs> Are there exactly. multiple Collins alive, or did they at least wait till Colin 10,000's dead? Before no, they... it's like Highlander. There can only be one oh, okay, at any given okay, time. Good, okay, good to Thank know. God. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Jackass. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, sorry. Um, we're still in the Mandachi. Yeah, uh, bringing it back. Um, on worlds where they do happen to meet some resistance or Xenos infestations or whatever else they might encounter, they will unleash the massive Emperor-class titans that they carry with them on their void craft. Which is wild. This yeah. is one of the biggest uh, classes. Correct me if I'm yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah, the no. Emperor class. Yeah. yeah. To just carry that with <laughs> you and to be like, no, no, this thing doesn't see active combat. Like, I mean, it probably sees active enough combat. Sure. But it's not like in a reserve to be put on the front line. This yeah. is just like, come <laughs> check out. Look at my stuff. <laughs> you know? Look at my stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. Some Magos is like, we have bring the Pax Imperia and the Cult Mechanicus. Also, my stuff. You know, and he just yeah. shows an Emperor Titan slamming into the ground oh next to the gosh. city. Anyways, um, I love it. Yeah, it's so good. Um, to help them in their mission of bringing the Imperium's light to the dark places of space, they also bring members of the Adeptus Ar- Arbites? 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 That sounds weird. Arbites? Um, the Inquisition and yeah. the Adeptus Terra. Uh, this combination of overwhelming firepower and political persuasion brings many worlds into the fold. Yeah. Persuasion. That's right. That's one way of putting it. We persuade you with a big gun is effectively what happens. Yeah, it's cool that they take all these things. Like they take their bites so that when they do encounter a new world, they they then put their bites on, which are like police. Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. they're police. But they they're, they uh, do like they're like Imperium level police. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They like, make sure you're paying your taxes. They make sure you're following you, the Imperial creed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 that your governor isn't yeah. a member of some cult or whatever. Yeah. And they will deal with like rebellions too yeah. on planets and stuff. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, they also have an inquis uh, something from the Inquisition. Some representatives yeah. of the Inquisition, yeah. like in- Inquisition. Yeah. yeah. What is? Am I having a stroke? Like. Judge, are we fully arm? synced? Are we gonna get one too? Oh, no. if, he starts, <laughs> if he goes first, do we go second? Okay, well, yeah, the blood clot thinking? just yeah. blocks Five. everything. Oh no, that is it. <laughs> we're out of sync. We're out of sync. <laughs> yeah, but they they really do come prepared for almost any scenario in this Divisio Mandati, and I really really like that because yeah. it, it feels like a lot of times. Um, 40k loves to overlook things sure they're just like yeah we'll just blow it away if <laughs> how is that not the solution to every problem i might encounter in the galaxy but this one they're really making sure that they can deal with everything in fact don't call me a heretic but it really makes me think of uh water cast and how a mm. tau water cast would operate and make sure it like knows as much as possible and it has everything prepared with it and it, you know it can make sure it can speak the language that yeah. level of preparation is what i see in this which i don't think is very yeah. common in 40k yeah which so. like for titans it's weird that it's not necessarily like a blunt instrument so to speak where it's only force it actually 
there's a lot of different things that are complementing it and you may end up changing strategies because you have all this different input and absolutely yeah, yeah. It's really cool the division mandati like might never even use their titans obviously they do because the galaxy yeah. is too dangerous yeah but it's completely possible that you know five missions they have that chalkboard and it says five missions with no <laughs> incident yeah <laughs> yeah no enemies had to be purged or something i don't know I believe that number would be zero, Eric. Yeah. I believe that every mission there will be purging. Someone has Just to an die. Infinity side. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's the Divisio Mandati. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to the Divisio Telepathica. Sure. So this is the most uh, specialized and the smallest of the four Divisios. Uh, they're concerned only with the dreaded Psy Titans, mm. which Oof. we'll talk about later. Yeah. Um, their orders are called the Telepath Orders, and each is said to operate from a secret forge world near the heart of the Imperium. Um, how secret? How close? You know, how central to, to Earth and, and uh, Terra and Mars, I mean? Yeah. Uh, well... <laughs> Next Stay door. tuned to find out. <laughs> Wait, you know? I know everything. Um, but uh, since chaos is, uh, chaos is one of the best and worst kept secrets of the Imperium, it's not that surprising that very little is known about how this Divisio operates because anything involving psychers or psychic technology is yeah. kind of put on is the ground. It's quickly put down. Yeah. Oh. So. But uh, Psy Titan, everything we talked about with the giant screw you machine. Uh, now add the fact that it also has psychic, you know, <laughs> potential in yes. its weaponry. It's yeah. Or its weapons are augmented, you. so when it fires, yeah. it's then wrapped in a psychic field, allowing yeah. it to, you know, do more. We're gonna yeah. go into pretty good detail of what it means to be a Psy Titan, and it's very cool. Yeah. Like, I was... I was really having a good time <laughs> writing those notes out. <laughs> yeah. Better time than I should have. Mm. <laughs> All right, and then the final Divisio uh, that we've got is the Divisio Investigatus. So, the order of the Divisio Investigatus are all based on Mars. This isn't to say that they have no presence on any other Forge world, only that their primary headquarters are on the capital Forge world of Mars. Uh, So they are responsible for the creation of all other Divisio's titans. Uh, The Investigatus orders engineers and test improvements to these massive god engines and is not uncommon to see them in battle testing new weapons you know testing new types of armor maybe or whatever they're testing but yeah they're the ones who actually end up making building cr- coming up with new types of titans new weapons all that kind making of making sure they're not being heretics at the same time mm-hmm. you, you know? never want yeah. that yeah you straight too far then that's, yeah. that's a little dangerous. <laughs> the mistake Oops. you make once. <laughs> well, you're only allowed to make it once. That's. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so this one, it's interesting to note that even though uh, Forge Worlds all house their own legions, yeah. these legions aren't responsible for the creation of their own titans. I, I thought that was very interesting mm-hmm. is that there is a very big, like, breakup of responsibilities between like hey it's important it's imperative even that you you know keep your engines in working condition able to protect like protect your and defend your forge world but also you're not allowed to make new titans so (laughs) it's a it's a weird you need constant communication even within the collegia titanica to um I don't know, to make everything work smoothly. Yeah. Because everyone's a cog in the machine. <laughs> I was waiting for the that, machine. yeah. <laughs> uh, Colin, yeah. cog me. Um, <laughs> what does that mean? Cog with me. <laughs> so patrons will be able to, uh, cog after this episode, uh, download a special pack <laughs> that they'll be able to hear our uh, adventures. It's the Lorehammer OnlyFans, Colin. Lubrication will be involved. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. The most holy of lubrication. <laughs> Anyways. 
Uh, can we keep going? Yeah, we definitely, <laughs> we definitely can. So those are the four divisios that make up the Collegia Titanica. And then the last thing that we're going to talk about that is within the Collegia, but isn't made up of uh, in the divisios, yeah. are the Secutari. So the Secutari are also known as the Titan Guard um, and are an infantry force of the Collegia. They were developed at the same time as the Legion Scutari during the Dark Age of Technology, uh, but for a much more specific purpose, really. And it was getting the bodies and corpses of the enemies who fit in the titan's toes they had to scoop it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, they've got like these these poles with hooks on them and they yeah. just, you look like, at the hoplites they have spears that's the purpose yeah, that's they're just exactly trying to like rip the for. bodies out and unclog it a little these are actually you know? some of my favorite models in the line they're very pretty cool. uh, the hoplites uh just look fantastic carrying the mechanicus shield oh uh, the shields are 10 out of 10 yeah. anything with shields in 40k i think is, <laughs> yeah. is great yeah uh, carry arc lances uh, as well. Uh, they're really there to make sure that uh, any small vehicles that get close, they're able to mess those up with yeah. haywire. Um, as for the uh, the Peltas, they carry some unique weaponry that allows them to have multi, uh, multi-purpose functions. Right. So whether it is uh, creating a, it's sort of like a fission cloud for cover, um, th- or they can blind the enemies, um, allowing the Titan to get closer. Yeah. So, Which is kind of ridiculous, considering how big right. they Does are. Does the Titan but... really need to be close? Anyways, yeah. a lot of what you're describing is actually very similar to uh, what a Skitari is also capable of doing. Yeah. Um, so there is one thing about the Secutari that is very different from the, the Skitari, and that's uh, mainly the Chiropatris field generator mm-hmm. so many of the augments you'll find on both whether it's secutari or scutari but this one is mo- mainly only found on secutari and it is this generator uh, looks similar to a large backpack but it's built into the body of the secutari and it emits a field that can deflect projectiles and at greater density even heavy weapons fire can be handled by this thing mm-hmm. um and the big secret about this generator is that when many are used in the same local area its effect is greatly enhanced so you have a bunch of secutari all doing their duties which we'll talk about uh, in a second but when they're together their field is just exponentially increased in power and it, it creates a very powerful force field and this is this is a sort of technology that's used by the mechanicus in other areas like the onager uh, dune crawler okay. oh, they have some? a force field as well that when you know they're close to each other they're able mm. to expand that field for yeah. the purpose for the uh, it's the not Titan an uncommon or... theme mm. within 40k yeah. is that you know you have this piece of technology and when used in concert with itself over and over again its effect is more than you know added together it's yeah. a bit of a, a fail safe too because yeah. you know having one shield generator versus a net of it if something blows you're, you've got a little bit more of a security and mm. considering how important and religiously important yes, a titan is absolutely. you want to do everything you can to have the secutari running around protecting its, yeah. its line and also stopping anyone who may be trying to get in close yeah. to do because if the titans had one guard. weakness that's what it would be if yeah. you get in close like right up to it you yeah can how can arm. it kill you yeah. you know it, it can't aim its weapons at its yeah. own leg and then it, you yeah you strap a melt bomb on its ankle or something like that break some key joint yeah. somewhere yeah. Yeah. yeah um but do you want to share the actual responsibilities of the secutari sure so they've yeah. got three three uh program uh, or you know objectives uh <laughs> the most important is Protect the Titan. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, specifically in close quarters. 
Yeah. Mm. So again, preventing anything from getting in close that may try to attach any destructive equipment. Um, Get inside. Even. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, you see this a uh, little bit in some of the, the books as well of people trying to get in close. I know later we'll talk about a little bit of the, the fiction a little bit more. There's one story about, you know, um, chaos trying to effectively paratroop people in. <laughs> yeah. And that would be the purpose of the Sekutari to blast them out of the sky before yeah. they can actually create a landing on larger Titans. So yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but Secutari actually have the ability to crawl all over the Titan? And they have, like, mag-locked boots or something? Oh, really? It's. I like to imagine it's a little bit like Mission Impossible when Tom Cruise is on the side of a building. Red is dead. Red, yeah, exactly. Blue is glue or whatever? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel like I just watched that movie. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the, the idea that they are supposed to be hypermobile, get around the Titan, you will even in art, more commonly see them not doing that, but just okay. running across fields <laughs> yeah, uh, because yeah. it's 40K and we're still borrowing a lot from trench warfare as <laughs> like the, you know, the the symbol of what right. the, the setting is. But the second role is about advancing in the wake of the Titan's awesome destructive path. So as the <laughs> Titan is marching forward, you want to make sure that nobody hid and is going to pop up behind it and yeah. attack from behind. Ha ha ha, it was me. <laughs> All along. I have the bomb. Yep. Guy with Bolter. That's right. So what they're doing is they're pretty much clearing the field um, in the, the wake of the Titans. Yeah. And the third is to act as bodyguards to the, the Magos uh, Autocratoris uh, tech priests as they repair the Titans. So when it is in repair or even you know, in the middle of a battlefield and it has to stop to, uh, you know, retrofit some problem with its system. Eject some piece of ammunition that's caught or whatever. More commonly, the engine is going to be having a problem. Uh, So they're around to make sure that, you know, there isn't anything happening where you can still break into a Titan. Mm -hmm. You know, it it, it is a giant walking death machine, but it's still possible to breach it, get inside and scramble the crew like eggs. So the the Secretary (laughs) are there to stop that from happening. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I like them. They're sweet. They, I like how heavily armored they look. Yeah. The Skatari look much more lithe to me. Whereas well, the, they're wearing a little bit of war plate, but it's still kind of yeah. loose. But the the Skatari, it really it's is. the helmet. It's, it's this helmet. it's this Roman crest. Even the yeah. hoplites, it's that like Roman phalanx sort of yeah. thing. They look yeah. tough. The the backpack. I mean. To be perfectly honest, Forge World just put out new rules for them. This is not fairly represented in mm. uh, in it. Um, the other thing, too, is they are making sure that they're distinct from a lot of the Skatari rules. Right. Um, this is an elite uh, choice. As um, opposed to a troop option. As opposed to a troop option. Yeah. So, um, still got some, some good tricks. Uh, they got both legs ground off and yep. replaced with bionics, so that's Well, how else would you prove your devotion to the Omnisci if we didn't grind your legs yeah, down yeah. to nubs? Chopping yeah. it off isn't enough time. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's You have to your literally work. grind it centimeter by centimeter. <laughs> and just to put that into perspective, because the Titans do like to walk everywhere, yeah. these guys walk with. Yeah. So you do have to have that augmentic ability to You have to, to be able to keep them. up with yeah, them. Exactly. Yeah. And although it's a giant screwy robot... Um, Mecha can quickly outpace people just because of how large their stride is. Yeah. And for the troops like Secutari, they have to be able to run through rubble, dense foliage, you know. Yeah, this thing just magma and acid. whatever it needs. Yeah. <laughs> Those things have to be able to be little peoples. So. <laughs> just you like know, us. They're just little people. Ah. Give them some new legs. <laughs> so tough guys to keep up. Yeah. So that is uh, the Secutari. So that makes up all the aspects that we think the Collegia Titanica. It's the four divisios and the Secutari. Um, the yep. next thing we're going to talk about is the uh, slot. Wow, the Princeps. So this is the crew 
of the actual titans uh, themselves. Micah, do you want to yeah, sure. the princeps? Um, the princeps are high-ranking members of the Collegia Titanica because of how difficult it is to find suitable candidates for the princeps. And the Adeptus Mechanicus recruit from everywhere. Um, each titan is piloted by one princeps. Right, and only one, I believe. I yeah. don't think there's ever a case of multiple princeps. Um, so. Not that I'm aware of, no. Yeah. So if princeps dies there's ways around that for okay. sure yeah mm-hmm. but okay. most likely if the princeps dies that titan is probably pretty hurting <laughs> okay. mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. um the suitability of princeps is determined by how well they can mind meld with the titans using the mind impulse unit or the miu this is particularly dangerous because of the risk of losing yourself in the titan is incredibly high yeah. therefore only the strongest willed people are chosen okay so right here the the reason it's so dangerous is because it's the uh, the act of melding with this titan is described as breaking its machine spirit's will um especially because it's apparently such a massive machine spirit Mm -hmm. and it's very aggressive and it's highly like dangerous chances are too it could be like a couple hundred maybe even a thousand years old this machine absolutely added to grumpiness machine spirit works yeah yeah right because whether or not you believe that machine spirits are an actual spirit that inhabits this thing they are or whether (laughs) or whether you think that the machine spirit is another way of saying the specific quirks that have uh like engendered themselves within the the robot after millennia of use right and hundreds of battles and repairs made by different people they are right yeah (laughs) so whether or not you think they're real or a quirk they are incredibly difficult to handle yeah. in a Titan. And this is where the danger comes in. But it, it sounded like you had something else you wanted to say well, about it's, it. It's because of the machine spirit, uh, like all um, massive forces within the Imperium, we know that many large machines have a machine spirit. Definitely not an AI system at all. <laughs> I swear to you. Um, Get that out of your mind, yeah. everyone. <laughs> but yeah. the, the equivalency for it for like a Knight Titan, one of the smaller uh, variants, sure. is like uh, a horse. It's like trying to break a horse's will. Yeah. A very, you know, very irate it's, animal. Yeah, it's not easy, but mm. most humans at some point could probably be taught how to do it. Yes. Now, with a titan uh, of the warlord variety, yeah. uh, or warhounds, com- or uh, warhounds, as well, yeah. warhound, a lot more feral. It's like trying to, you know, ride a a dire uh, wolf or something like that. It's just a, a very aggressive, yeah. uh, you know, something very mm-hmm. alien apparently yeah. too. And and the the spirit for a um, one of the other you know the, the reaper or reaver sorry or the um, warlord are complex. Mm. You're it's like trying to break a animal's will, but you're also trying to be empathic with it. Mm-hmm. So it's not just about you know you know crafting an elemental lash around it and saying i now control you with my force of will it's also i have to understand your motivations and your history and being able to yeah. corral you yeah yeah and so there's a bit of a with the larger variants a a give and take at one yeah. point it's like i i'm demanding you do something um but i also have to know what its natural behavior and its attitude is yeah. because you may want it to do something that it's not inclined to do like maybe you have a titan that always wants to uh, march forward and you're going to be fighting that an uphill battle the whole way many princeps go i'm gonna have to run with it and they try to adopt their own tactical right. combat strategies into that because otherwise it's so much of it, a if strain. you're just constantly in that struggle and that strain there's no way you're gonna last if you're constantly no, you'll burn out having to like fight yeah whereas if you're willing to kind of give and take then 
Yeah, it's, it's because the, the machine spirit is designed with rage and the desire for destruction. Yeah. So it is also wanting to destroy you. Right. <laughs> yeah. So how do you, you can't bargain with it. You have to just be able to steer it, put the blinders on and try to find a good way to, to adapt and maneuver. Yeah. Uh, many which, princeps, which sounds very difficult to do. It is, yeah. And many yes. princeps do fail this. And right. it's usually at the climactic 11th hour of some sort of combat. <laughs> right. in the I need this exact thing to happen. Fuck you. <laughs> exactly. Because yeah. uh, dramatic tension. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and getting to that whole death thing, there's like less than one in 10 million people are suitable to become princeps, Whew. but even um, less than that will actually survive the training. That's crazy. Yeah. And this kind of comes out from the fact that princeps are recu- recruited from anywhere. They can't be picky about bloodlines or... Or coming from prestigious political backgrounds or, yeah. you know, the favored people on Forge Worlds. If anyone shows any kind of suitability for the Mind Impulse unit, like, they're grabbing them because yeah. they are so valuable. It's like how the black ships, you know, traverse the, the galaxy looking for suitable psychers. This is yeah. kind of, again, the other side of the Imperium. The Mechanicus are trying to find, you know, that, yeah. that diamond in the rough. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is your... Your beautiful story of a person from rags to riches. Just kidding. We're going to suit you up and throw you in the machine. (laughs) One of the crazy things is that as valuable as Titans are in the uh, for the Mechanicum, Princeps are, if not just as valuable, even more so. Um, even if a Titan is completely downed and wrecked and it's like unsalvageable, if the Princep is still alive, they will do their utmost to recover that Princeps because a Princep that can like meld with a Titan like mm. properly and safely is extremely rare. Yeah. So they are, they're vel- very, wow. They're held in very high regard. It's so, a bit of a life bond too. Like once mm. you've synced up with that, that Titan, as the four of us have now synced up and we are intrinsically linked to <laughs> yeah, each other. Right. If one of us goes mad or one of us dies, <laughs> we're probably not going to get another mark as much as we might scour the galaxy right. looking for one. We will never be able to what I'm as hearing, much as we wish we could. <laughs> what I'm hearing is that at the end of this, when you and I cog together, yeah. is that they also have to cog with us. Yes. <laughs> All right. Just good to know. You know? Ah. I didn't see that on the waiver. <laughs> it wasn't on the waiver. I didn't know there was a waiver. Let's move on. <laughs> One kind of cool thing, too, about the Mind Impulse unit is uh, it even acts as like a defense mechanism that you can't just walk up. Enemies can't just walk up, kill the crew, pilot the Titan then. Like, true yeah. yeah it's not like you're going to kidnap uh, like a tank you know you kill the yeah. crew drive it off you know yeah. you get inside one of these things it may still you know maybe that bond it actually grew to a favored loyalty and this sucker is going to initiate its own self-destruct it might <laughs> yes so might. the idea of <laughs> hacking into a, a yeah. titan it can be done and there was a plot in one of the novels of that is cool. we're going to kill the the uh the tech priest and we're going to you know uh, corral it to chaos yeah but that's actually another hard thing to do. There's no easy way around piloting yeah. a Titan. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. A lot of that just has to come with the strength of the machine spirit, too. Mm-hmm. What, how long it holds out against chaos, how how much it can function on its own in like, uh, dangerous scenarios, yeah. the loyalty it feels to its own crew, even, and how much, like, whether it is willing to protect them or sacrifice mm-hmm. them. Like, these are all things that can be found in very different Titans because of very different machine spirits. So. Yeah. 
Um, but I believe we're still on princess. Yes. Okay. Um, um, because it's so strenuous, they sometimes require body modifications, but they're kept to a minimum for as long as possible because the more human their body is, the easier it is for them to hold on to their like human sanity. Um, this is eventually becoming like more and more difficult over the course of their life. And, um, as the feeling of being like basically invincible while you're piloting a Titan, like that's, that's addicting. That's <laughs> yep, ultimate better power. than heroin. Oh, um, <laughs> better than space heroin. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Which is already, <laughs> apparently, I've heard, very good heroin. Yes. <laughs> so, Best in the galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and with Princeps constantly under threat of being swept into the Titan forever. So, like, they're always on. Like, they're riding that line of just yeah. being washed away. And then the mach- more machine that you are, yeah. the harder it is to hold on to your humanity. Which is counterintuitive to everything the Mechanicus does. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it is very counterintuitive. Actually, yeah. And I noticed that, too, as I was writing, is that as important as it is for them to become like the machine, they refuse to put make princeps these machines for as long as possible mm-hmm. because they just recognize like it's too difficult. It does work within their uh, theotechnic philosophy, though, because although you're trying to replace your body to become more like your machine god, the idea of linking with a titan is actually a form of transcendence. It's the difference sure. between difference between getting prosthetics to become more like a machine, like you'd see with different characters with all the augmentations, versus my soul is going to become with the machine. It's mm. another way to the same destination of becoming one with your, uh, you know, the machine god. It's a different way of doing it. So there's still mm-hmm. a lot of veneration behind that. It's still wild, though, to think that the crews who pilot these have to have more, you know, humanity to them. Yeah. Uh, when you've got all the Sakutari running around yeah. who are <laughs> essentially know, killer just, cyborgs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It is very interesting to to find the weird little um allowances within these different things like if if someone were to explain the cult mechanicus to me i would assume that oh every single person that follows this is trying to replace themselves mm-hmm. with a machine mm-hmm. right and then you find this tiny little gem that says no it's important that they stay as human as possible for as long as possible mm-hmm. so they can experience this divine relationship that they have with yeah. this god machine right so yeah. i really like finding those little nuggets that mm-hmm. kind of go against the flow of what you expected. This is also a form that hasn't been expanded on, but it may also be a form of immortality for the Mechanicus. Because, uh, like, as you were saying, you know, the possibility of losing your soul or losing yourself to the machine, we know that where does your spirit or your soul go in 40K when you die? The... I don't know. Is it work? What? Let's start with what is a what is a soul? Bingo. Yeah. <laughs> but let's just assume that you know there is an essence to all of us. Yeah. yeah, that yeah when you yeah. die, one of two things <laughs> yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's extinguished forever. Yeah. Or gets sucked into the warp to yeah. be consumed. <laughs> to be consumed <laughs> right. by demons. And right. Stuff. Sure. To have your essence. Now, this is definitely like sort of air quotes by the mechanicus because we can't physically, tangibly say what a soul is. Yeah. But to be sucked into the essence of a titan. While it is a nightmare, because you do not want to die and get sucked into it, if that's something that happens... Let's say by accident. Yep. Or the machine is horribly, you know, crippled, and the, the systems, the lumens are going off, yeah. and, <laughs> and your soul gets sucked into the machine. On one hand, that is a disaster. A very important person, the princeps, is gone. Yeah. <laughs> However, there's also a bit of a go-to-God Sure. Machine. Like, it's you know. it's horrific that you've left us, <laughs> yeah. but could there have been a better place for you to go? Probably yeah. not. And and in the scope of 40K, that's actually remarkably 
peaceful to have someone go somewhere <laughs> to become an angry vicious <laughs> horrifically colossal destructive machine yeah. it's yeah. peaceful you lose your identity <laughs> you are gone you are consumed by the machine spirit yeah. But I mean, you're probably going to survive for a long time. You'll be alive in there, in yeah. some, you know, <laughs> or, or not. You're you're completely subsumed by the uh, machine. That's but. what, uh, for the most part, I heard yeah. is that you're kind of overtaken. Yeah. yeah. But uh, and the eventually, and we're going to talk into it in a little bit. But eventually, you just become a weird quirk or yeah. engram yeah. that exists yeah. within the machine spirit. You're itself. you're a drop in the ocean. You exactly. aren't going to be like deciding what the titan's doing at that point but you are able someone's to gonna of, come across yeah. some code at one point and be like what the fuck is this, this is a here. yeah, <laughs> yeah. c01 for yeah. it spells call it and at some point like all the princeps will eventually die um either due to age or injury or whatever happens on the battlefield but it's kind of cool because their um their bodies are, are actually placed into like a fluid tank oh yes inside the titan at the control center and they're actually just permanently attached so it's really cool that like their body is kind of like preserved as their like spirit is kind of yeah. just washed away yeah. in that it it's even a pickle just, jar they're, yeah. They're, yeah. <laughs> it just shows too like how how valuable these precepts are like they they're trying to keep them alive as long as possible they'll sure. pickle them if they have yeah them. Yeah, yeah yeah uh and we are going to talk about the amniotic tank that they go inside but the first we're going to talk about is the miu um so i think this might be the first time we've mentioned it we've called it by something else when we talk about knights yeah yeah the that's throne. the throne mechanic the throne yeah, yeah. so very different thing yes okay uh they function they they offer a very similar outcome but they yes. work very differently yes. yeah. so the the mind impulse unit is a neural link or body modification that allows machinery to be controlled by thought alone uh, it's really commonly seen by putting jacks yeah, in the back like, of like your yeah, skull exactly. yes very matrix style. i know kung fu Exactly. Um, in the titan wireless gunfu gunfu uh huh? shoot what's that uh christian bale movie um equilibrium that's right that's mm-hmm. the one that's gunfu <laughs> okay um anyways the miu it can be wireless but apparently that's excessively rare yeah uh, and it doesn't work nearly as well as a wired connection does it's kind of like a last ditch effort like expend all your energy to get the wireless miu up and running mm. and do one last thing or whatever um, so this is rarely used, the MIU. It's seen mostly in Dreadnoughts and Titans. It has been seen in other cases, but it's very, very rare. Yeah. So one of the examples it said is that, oh, you can, you know, if you had a shoulder-mounted gun, you could just mind Im- mine impulse unit into the gun, and then you can just fire the gun at, at like, targets that you pick with your eyes or whatever. Yeah. But that is a very rare, like, very special case. Um, don't write stories where your entire army has oh. mine impulse units. And they're just controlling uh, Titan legions from their home planet. That's right. A yeah. paradise it's like a, yeah. a VR game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Normally you get the pickle jar. That's, oh, no. that's way more common. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> but that is the MIU. Uh, it is like a specific piece of technology yeah. that allows them to integrate into the Titan itself yeah. because control of the Titan would be ineffective without this thing yeah so yeah there's way too many systems to manage manage with just controllers and stuff absolutely so, yeah uh and then let's talk about now the amniotic tank oh so being placed into an amniotic tank inside a titan has its advantages and its disadvantages one of the greatest benefits uh is an increased link between the titan and the princeps so this is partly because they are always connected to the titan 
even when the MIU is shut down and even when the Titan is shut down, they can still feel this, like the oh. Titan around them. They feel like it's their body and, and everything. <laughs> so it's, it offers a very crazy connection to the Titan. Yeah. Um, but that is like the biggest advantage. It gives yeah. better, uh, faster reaction times, more complete understanding of the machinery, machinery they're controlling so they can more accurately assess battle damage or, you know, if there's an error happening, they can pinpoint it a lot faster than just saying, I left arm. You know, <laughs> they, they know exactly what joint or yeah, yeah. thing is going exactly on. Exactly what but... gear is even broken, everything. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. It's a very, very close link being in this. Yeah. And because like, it takes a lot of work to actually move the the, the machine, the, the commands are very simplified, like hmm. fire, right? move. Like very stern <laughs> commands to move a Titan. Yeah. So with the amniotic tank, it's you're just getting a little bit extra influence, a little bit uh, stronger ability to you know uh, push your will onto the machine. And yeah. I would imagine there's also less distractions for the princeps, like sure having to take in all this extra information with their actual eyes and stuff. They're like sensory deprivation, and they can focus, right? Well, uh, let's get into that actually. Oh. Um, so most of the time, these amniotic tanks are used permanently. Um, and when it becomes a permanent thing, like when it's determined like, hey, you can't do the human so good, go in this pickle jar. Uh Um, They are surgically altered to better inhabit the tanks, such as appendages being amputated. You gotta save some space. The the cockpit's (laughs) not very big. No, it's very small. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Uh, So their their legs and arms are amputated and replaced with inputs that hook up into the MIU even better. So just for like a a fuller integration, uh, the eyes are often removed (laughs) and replaced with, you know, more interfaces, Uh. you know, plugged directly into the Titans, you know, visual feeds or whatever. And the legs and arms plugged directly into like the, the movement motors and cogitators for the Titans arms and legs. Yeah. Uh, The lungs are often altered. They do hardcore surgery on these things. They bypass blood flows. They remove like unnecessary things. Like what need do you have lungs of when you're living in pickle juice? You know, um, Sometimes, like, they just fill the tank with blood itself, and they'll just remove your need for a heart. And it's crazy what these things are. (laughs) Like, permanent means permanent, (laughs) for sure, on these suckers. Uh, Yeah. the But with all those things, when they all happen, it means that, you know, they might not have to use such simple commands as move Mm -hmm. and fire. It means that if that guy, if the princeps wants to move its right leg and it imagines itself moving its right leg, the Titan does the same. It becomes much more of a... Um, it's a synergy. Yes, much more of a synergistic relation. Synergetic? Synergetic. Synergetic <laughs> relationship between the two of them. Do you like business? Synergy? <laughs> Corporations? For anyone who's a listener who's sick and tired of you know businesses keep saying, let's talk about the synergy. Let's synergy. talk about the business harmony that we yeah. have to yeah. you know, get to. It's, and don't forget, no, no, we're no. all in this together. The, the current, the buzzword right the now new normal. is, <laughs> the buzzword right now is business culture. Mm, yes. Oh, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of culture is your business cultivating? Could I talk <laughs> a little bit about the culture of the other people in the... You the, are more than welcome awesome. to talk about that. Moderati. Oh, did we talk about everything? There's one more little quick line. The final stage of the amniotic tank, uh, the precepts is a sad decline, though. Uh, They eventually abandon their bodies in the tank, becoming lost to the MIU, 
and communicate with the Titans. Okay, so yeah. eventually yeah. their yeah. minds do kind of just... They just degrade yeah. to the point of where yeah. they can no longer, you know, see themselves as something yeah. different from the Titan, yeah. and then they're just lost in the Titan itself, yeah. and the body is just a shell. It just keeps... You keep the body yeah. there, but then you would end up installing, like, a new tank or whatever for the next princeps? No, you just take the body out. There's no reason for it anymore. It's, like, the body itself of the old princeps is no longer functioning. It's just dead effectively yeah like it's brain dead because they just move and lose themselves in the miu yeah and that's that's a a hard thing for the rest of the crew who do look to the princeps as an individual who is who's their captain right for for the commanding officer yeah exactly so those other people are the 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 moderati um so after the princeps uh the moderati are the most senior crew aboard a titan uh they're linked to the titan through an miu as well and though they have a stronger connection to specific functions like a weapon or um, motion or even the void shields, uh, they're not connected to the machine spirit as strongly as the princeps. And moderati are uh, trained by the Collegia Titanica and are in effect the princeps in training. So, you know, the next in class of who's going to take over commanding the Titan, as well as just making sure that the uh, the rest of the systems are operating at peak efficiency. Right, yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting to note, too, that they can control some things even more strongly than the princeps itself. You know, they're not always, like, working in concert with the princeps orders. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're doing things of their own choice. Yeah, and that personality and that will will sometimes get them in trouble when yeah, you're trying absolutely. to sync up. Because you can clash yeah. with each other of, you know, like, what's... How do you like to, you know, perform your mission? What what level of, yeah. you know, let's say stealth or firepower? Or how do you actually want to do it? And if Mark and I aren't in sync when we come in, then, you know, our cerebral integrity will just collapse and eventually we'll have like a mind relapse and one of us will collapse into the other person <laughs> until we are the same entity. I like it. I like it. I cannot I'm imagine in. anything more horrifying than the two of you being one person. <laughs> Join us, Colin. <laughs> oh my! Uh, that that is true oh. for the the idea of you know one moderati might be you know overcharge the the plasma system and you'll have a princeps who is so connected to the machine and they feel so strongly that they are the titan that it is like asking someone to blow up your yeah right it causes arm. pain yeah. Yeah, you can have a lot of problems if your moderati and your princeps are not in very tight, tight. <laughs> what is There's hand gestures There's happening hand, for those who are yeah. listening. It's very complicated. Whoa. He's folding his arms into each other's oh, sleeves. Wow. Um, Unless this happens, <laughs> you're going to have a bad time. Unless It's as confusing to look at as it is to hear. It's the unbroken circle, Colin. That's what I've created here. Me and two moderati <laughs> making one complete... And you're Idiotic about the You are as tall as the model. So. That's right. Um, I, I love the moderati. In fact, sometimes for the stories, I find that they are they are just as interesting, if not more so, than the the princeps. Because you sometimes, because of how large the crew is, you only get one or two. Mm-hmm. They are effectively your devil and angel on either shoulder, telling the princeps <laughs> what to do. Sure. So one is typically a little bit more conservative with you know we can't overload the engine, and the other one's like death do of the heretics at all it. costs. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you get we the, don't need an engine. Over- Overload that bitch. Yeah. You get a great conflict with the crew. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. What's next? Um, sorry, you talked about how they're princeps in training? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, the Magos Autocratus tech priests. So that's what we're going to talk about. <laughs> Autocratus? It's been like a year since I've been on the show, and you've gotten yeah, worse. so much better. If there's one better. thing we know about Mark, is that he doesn't change. <laughs> set in his ways. Yeah. Set him up with leapfrog? You know, like... <laughs> 
You know, it has like um, the, 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 the book you open, yeah, you yeah, press the number, the it's like and... pan, P E, egg. Which works for I'm trying to be his moderata. You know, repeat after me war, W A R. War. We'll what do there. they do? We'll get Mark, there eventually. Who are these people? I don't like your guys' attitude. The Collegia <laughs> Titanica handles all the maintenance of their Titans. Um, so, and the Otto Macratius, Mercurius, Otto Carassius. Wow, well, that one I spell wrong. Responsible. So that one you're not in fault for. <laughs> so, yeah, they're, they're responsible for actually maintaining and uh, repairing the Titans and yeah. stuff. Uh, and doing um, maintenance while it's actually operational, too. They're in the back. They're tinkering with systems and stuff. If a fuse overloads, they go replace it. Yeah, the Princeps might know exactly which gear is broken, yeah. but it's the Kratoris who are responsible for the field repairs yeah. while they're leveling a city block and it's the secutari who are keeping that autocratoris tech priest safe as they're dangling from the arm of a titan trying to fix something ah, perfect so, yeah everything is needed to work together yeah. for it yeah uh and then uh yeah they also have some auxiliary crew as well uh so there are also a number of servitors on the um what are we talking about this episode? Titans? Titans, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's servitors <laughs> on the Titans, uh, and they help the, the tech priest. It's hot in here, hey? It is. Just me? turn it down. Yeah, yeah, your face is red. Do we, to, do we all take normal, off our though. shirts? Uh, I'm definitely taking off my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but there, there's also like a tactical officer who I'm sure is in charge. Uh, in communication with uh, Imperial Guard people and stuff and Space Marines and seeing where they're actually needed best. Um, yeah. There's a chief engineer. You've got the person who is getting the signals from the rest of the other Imperial assets. Yep. Like you're saying, he's got like a little uh, ticket tape print where like, okay, they're <laughs> moving over here. Like, because yeah. the Titans are very much self-enclosed ecosystems. Sure. That they, they have their own culture. A lot of the time, the people who are growing up inside them because they don't like to bring in a lot of outside help. Yeah. You know, the yeah, crew who are in here are from a long legacy of crew who've been in here. It's <laughs> right, like, it's right. like void ships. Yeah. It's like growing up on a submarine. You know, this is the crew, the family. Uh, family actually is probably the best, you know, analogy for it. Like, yeah. Everyone has their purpose. Uh, everyone has their place. And you do. That it. doesn't sound like a family at all. Well, it's because mm. I have no purpose home. and no oh. place. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I set you up for it. Uh, <laughs> it was a setup. Low blow. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, like so that derailed that Those thought. Are the crew. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can yeah. we talk about? But they are very close. They're very close. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And they have to be because the Titan is very particular with what is actually <laughs> happening around it. You don't want it accidentally unleashing a cable and smashing into the new guy because the new guy accidentally dinged its metal or something. <laughs> well, yeah, you don't want that. No. And you also can't be sure that the princeps didn't make that happen. Right. Exactly. <laughs> is there an guy? accident? Who knows? Yeah. He's dead either way. <laughs> Uh, well, sorry. What were you? You said we wanted oh, to talk about something else. Oh no, just the 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 fact that the the crew. It's a self enclosed ecosystem. The the culture of the people. If you're interested in you know getting your own Titan or writing your own lore for this, it's actually a very interesting and deep and rich place you can go. That you've got a a crew who run a Titan. Yes. A lot of the time, you can just think of the person who's in the captain's seat and the Maharati. But um, as seen with the the book uh, Imperator, Wrath of the Omnissiah, yeah. like that entire book takes place within a Titan. Oh, that's and it's cool. all the people who are operating. Like they have a like effectively a garden that's inside the the heart of it, where people like are tending to you know to that's plants crazy. and stuff. It, it, it's oh, really? a, a really neat 
uh, thing that you can just get really creative with. What is life like living inside this walking death machine? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. The, with the four sm- other dudes. Yeah. It's the nice. smaller you look in 40k, I think the more interesting you yeah. get. I think you get like really awesome things when you go really big, but smaller gets way crazier yeah. to me. You've got one pipe that's leaked for 10 years, but it gives enough water and condensation that you can then grow a small yeah. garden. <laughs> Inside <laughs> a and machine that is leveling cities. It's been tended for 200 years, yeah. this garden, and been growing, and the next... Yeah. yeah, so... A lot of rich story potential. Absolutely, yeah. Um, nice. And that kind of takes care of the crew. The yeah. Princeps, Moderati, the Autocratoris, and then all the auxiliary the guys. Yeah. Yeah. Now to the big robots. <laughs> Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I got it. Titans, okay. There are three different classes of Titans, each one designed to fulfill a specific role. There have also been the occasional one-off Titan that is so unique that it doesn't fall into any of these categories. Um, So the three different classes are, uh, what are they, Scout? Scout, Battle, and And Emperor. Emperor. Yeah. 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 So let's start with Scout Titans, The, the, the Warhound, by far my favorite one. So the Warhound is approximately 50 feet tall. Uh, the Warhound Scout Titan is the smallest Titan, but it makes up for uh, it with incredible speed while still carrying very formidable weaponry. Um, if you look at its leg design, uh, what, what would you call like reverse kneecap legs? It's, I don't think it's technically like reverse kneecap. It's, it's kind of just like its heel is way higher up, I think, is more of what it is. Like animals, like, right? Yeah, they like, have that little yeah. pad, yeah. but then all the way to when they get yeah. that bend, that's all like their foot. Like yeah. a pawn. They're built for speed, these. Like a pawn. That's what I get. Can I don't, you, I don't, don't know. Don't you see Mr. Tomness with a couple of big lasers? Sure, up yes. There? Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I was thinking fawn like a baby deer. Oh, no. Like F-A-W-N, not like an F-A-U-N. It's spelled differently? <laughs> yeah. Uh, a okay. fawn is a real thing, I, but a fawn is a mythical creature. Yeah, I was going for the mythical creature. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's in Gula Grade. That's the, uh, the, 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 the multiple joints. Yeah, I do. In Gula Grade, because it's like birds. Bird, well, no, birds. Birds have a very similar multi joint uh, on some of their legs. Oh, yeah, they do. We have to go back to with the Mechanicus, a lot of their technology Animal. is a form of biomimicry. Hmm. Mm. So when you look at the, the Warhound, obviously, Hound. But um, I don't. I don't see it. Th- but the Warhound Scout Titan, both for its speed, also has a lot in common with Birds of Prey. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Hmm. So Oogaloo. That's yep. what it's called. Like. Nice. So mounted on top of the Oogaloo leg design. Yeah. Digi- digitigrade, actually. Digitigrade <laughs> leg design. Because <laughs> digital. Okay. Okay. Like your digits. Mm-hmm. I'm lost. I'm gonna carry on reading. You guys are way too smart for me with your <laughs> digital. It's the internet, Mark. Get on it. Never heard of it. Don't want it. Yeah. Uh, so Where, does it out of this house? Where does this podcast go? I thought it just went to my house. You know? <laughs> we only do this podcast for Mark's mom. That's the only reason we do it. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Shout out to you. Uh, okay, where were we? We were on Point B. B. Okay. Oh, I thought you were doing the Oogaloo. I tried. I got interrupted. All right, so I mounted up. on top of the Oogaloogaloo. Digitigrade <laughs> leg design. Yes. It houses course. the body, jutting out facing forward and arms of the Warhound for a hunched over predatory look. It's It really looks like It's almost like, like a, a hunchback. Rex almost, like without a tail. Like like a what? Like a T-Rex. Do you like, mean uh, like the long shape yeah, of like yeah. the top of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of I can head. see that. I don't see it. Kind of. The big arms kind of ruin the T-Rex thing for me. And the it's not like a, 
it's not like it a is kind of um, you know it's not fully. it's like the rob robot okay, okay. from nintendo just mixed with quasimodo <laughs> uh, yeah okay that's bad. Huh. Yeah, and some <laughs> laser gun arms had a baby. micah i'm so glad that you're here i yeah. mean yeah I, I i look at them and i see the the face of it and it's supposed to be a hound yeah like, hence the the model but i do see a lot of that sort of quick moving bird of prey but they hunt in packs Ooh, so yes. there's you know there's a lot of again that you know taking the best most effective parts of nature that are responsible for supremacy in the animal kingdom the mechanicus loves to borrow those mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so uh the warhound titan are primary primarily designed to perform reconnaissance missions and terror raids deep behind enemy lines they're super stealthy 50 foot tall robots <laughs> um, i do like that description and, of them yeah and they are the eyes and the ears of the legion and uh they, they'll range ahead uh of the other titans and you know do scans send back information you know be a part of flanking operations all that kind of stuff um, in major engagements, um, they prefer to operate on the flanks and seek out soft targets such as enemy infantry and battle tanks, against which their two hard points for Titan-grade weapons can cause immense damage. Yeah, so they just go around picking off just whatever they think is going to be kind of... Yeah, feasible, manageable. Feasible, yeah. Yeah. Whatever they think that they can get away with, they're going to do. Because yeah. they really are just like a poke at the flank and a poke here yeah. and a poke now, here. They are still incredibly threatening. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's poke is the wrong it's word. It's a by like poke. Andre the Giant. You know? Right. It's, yeah. It's, like, a poke is effectively just a kick in the spleen at that point. <laughs> to, to, to put it in perspective, if, if it takes uh, one of the Primarchs, Sanguinous, to rip one of these apart single-handedly. Sure. And otherwise, it instills fear on the battlefront. You still have to account for the fact that they are fast. They are highly destructive. And if one of these things breaks through your flanks and you're busy trying to catch it on your left or if it gets behind you, Oof. you're not paying attention to the Reaver or the it's Warlord. The Warlord That's coming at taking you taking a little front. bit longer. Yeah. But once it gets into range, you're toast. Yeah. yeah. They're nice. Absolutely. Yeah. Warhounds are also consummate ambush predators. Where most Titan combat uh, might take place is at range of five kilometers or greater. Warhounds can lay in wait for their prey to come closer and engage them at point blank range. This potentially allows them to defeat uh, to defeat larger foes on their own, like a Reaver Battle Titan. Um, yeah, or uh, yeah, that's a that's a lot of words that I don't want to read there. But using a surprise <laughs> and smaller engine is more capable of killing a larger foe. So yeah, it, it will wait. It'll turn off all of its engines, and it can actually fire it up in like twenty seconds, and then just be able to pop out behind a wall. Because they're stealthy. We got to remember these are stealthy robots. So they'll <laughs> pop up behind walls and just unleash, like, you know, their crazy weapons right uh, into other titans to eliminate You're them. a platoon of chaos cultists. You're marching through the dark mm-hmm. on this desert planet. And desert planet? Yeah. Complete. <laughs> flat. Flat. Yeah. Is it a solid desert planet, uh-huh. too? Like, Well, it's so dark, you can't see anything. You have no idea. <laughs> no idea. No yeah. idea. Okay. And then you just see, like, these two little lights come on. And then it stands and gets bigger and bigger. Yeah, yeah. And then it charges you <laughs> and just starts firing rapid fire. Like they, they're yeah. so quick. And I, I, I think that it's the the opposite of what you see with like the, the warlord. 
they are deceptively fast. Mm. And for one to clear across a, a battle, um, you see this in the, the book uh, Mechanicum, um, how they're kind of like running up the flanks and they're just super fun. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you can actually see how like the oogaloo leg design would actually <laughs> al- allow it to like fold down and actually like compress. Like Absolutely, you can see how yeah. that allows it to compress and actually do pull off a stealth maneuver where it's just laying in wait. Yeah. Because it, it it stands up at 50 feet tall or whatever, but it's not. <laughs> It, it, can, it can go flat. Yeah, it can go flat. It can go flatter. <laughs> flatter, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so while only protected by two void shields, the Warhound isn't impervious to the dangers of the battlefield and often has to pick and choose which engagements to become active in, which just reinforces its role of mm-hmm. being a flanking unit, really. Yeah. Um, and the Princeps sits in the forward cockpit along with two Moderati, who assist in piloting the Titan. The first functions as the driver and navigator, while the other commands the weapons and sensors. In turn, each one controls the Warhand's remote servitor slaves, which are hardwired into the engine war engine's weapons, uh, void shield generators, and engineering systems. The final crew member is the tech priest, so this would be the autocrutoris guy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, situated in the engine room behind the main cockpit, tasked with overseeing the smooth running of the Warhound's plasma reactor. So this is a very small crew, and it doesn't sound like anyone other than those four living beings are on it. It's just like, it's the Princeps Tumorati, Tumorati, an autocrutoris, and then servitors. Yeah. 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 And then the fuzzy dice that hang from the front. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. With the ball sack. Yeah. Oh, never mind. Yeah, do they do they do that? Hang <laughs> no. little metal balls from the no, like from truck the truck. Drivers? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think they're classier than that with the mechanics. Yeah, I would they're... hope so. So it's actually just a giant gear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, what more do you need in service to the Omnissiah? It's holy. So <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Nah. yes, yeah. I... it's so they can cog together. <laughs> I like right, right, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love I love the Warhound. It it looks so cool. Mm. Um, maybe I'll buy one one day. Yeah, that's my story. I think the Warlord is more iconic than the Warhound. Personally, when I think of Titan, I don't think of the Warhound. I think sure. of the Warlord. But I do it's like you're a how. It's all good. You can hate it. It's wow. fine. I do like how different the Warhound feels from all the other. The other ones just feel like, let's make it bigger and badder. Whereas <laughs> the Warhound is like, let's sacrifice a little bit of survivability and a little firepower for speed yeah. and stealth. Which... See, see, it's interesting that this is the Titan that, because you were just saying, this is the one that you think about like for design. And, well, no, the Warlord is. The Warlord. See, yeah. I think of the Reaver. Okay. And we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to help you with Segway. But first, <laughs> the Reaper, yeah. not the Reaver. Yep. The rapier. rapier. Oh, I did. Okay. Uh, the rapier scout titan is amongst the smallest class of imperial titan and is, and is even lighter and swifter than the warhound. It is noted that during the last years of the Horus Heresy, uh, it became a rare sight and eventually it's just no longer even used. Yeah. So Just one of those ones where it wasn't in production as much and then yeah. it just died out. Yeah. Maybe they lost the FCC. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Sad. Really. So now that those are the two scout titans. Uh, we move into the battle line titan. So we we'll start with it's called the Punisher. Uh, the Punisher class titan is a rare tri-legged pattern of Imperial Titan, uh, and it was armed with twin Teslan accelerators with underslung plasma annihilators. So <laughs> those are all words that yeah. we all are aware of what they mean. Sure. Yeah. And we're not going to bother explaining no. it to the people who don't. No. If know. you don't know, because we Teslan obviously know what Teslan is. Yeah. Okay. It's Tesla. 
but a, different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? I have no idea what Teslan is. But it accelerates That's it. That's right. You better <laughs> believe that it's accelerating stuff. Accelerate the shit out of it. Yeah. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Okay, Colin, take it away, Reaver. Reaver. Uh, first, though, as we, we get one up on the screen for the uh, people watching, uh, hey, Mark, how, how big are these? These are approximately 75 feet tall. Now, for the low, low price of <laughs> several decades of construction uh-huh. and an entire uh, continent's uh, worth, worth of resources, of resources yeah. uh-huh. you two can have a Reaver Battle Titan. Uh, it's a medium, <laughs> comes with. Comes with. Uh, well, it comes with. Uh, leather interior. Leather interiors, four void shield <laughs> generators, and a thick, well-sloped layer of adamantium. You know how Ooh. many crew you can fit in this guy? <laughs> Slap the hood. Um, you it, do that, and a piece is actually going to fall. Fall off and crush you. Yeah, and detonate. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I love these. These these are some of my favorite just because of how alien they look. But yeah. it's because of the uh, when they were designed yeah. uh, by the Mechanicus. These are uh, actually one of the oldest patterns yeah. of, of Titan. Hence, they're very uh, pragmatic, but very. Uh, un- it's very bug. It, it makes me think of a bug face. It is. It's, yeah. it's minimalist. It's. Yeah. It's. Uh, they were just trying to obviously get something walking that could plow through enemy fronts. Um. They, but again, with the rest of that, they have three weapon systems. It really looks like a knight. The more I look at the hip joints and the arm, yep. the shoulder joints right there, even that like the carapace pieces on them look very, very similar That's to your knights. connective tissue because the knights, uh, titans were built for the feudal worlds. Right. Uh, for things other than combat. Right. And so I see this as a scaling up of that yeah, That's exactly that what design. I see, yep. yeah. So they're configured with, uh, for their destructive role. Either you know, they'll mount uh, short-ranged, rapid-fire uh, weapons, close combat. The most typical one that you'll see in art or any representation is a giant missile pod uh, on the top of the, the carapace, uh, which... When it goes off, it's a lot. It goes it's off. It goes off. <laughs> I, I, I do think that Tau missile systems would feel a little intimidated just by the sheer volley that comes out of this thing. Not only volume, but those shells are massive. Yeah, yeah. They, they are like, you look at it and you're like, oh, it's like no big deal. Each one of those is probably like 30 feet long. <laughs> I, I was going to say, it's like you're you're firing the full turret of a Lehman Russ battle that's, tank. And that's the missile. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the, the power of the Reaver is such that only another war engine of similar capability is actually able to take it down. Um, this is where you start getting into the battle, yeah, like Titan, yeah. Titan, mano y mano, Titan yes, versus Titan exactly. warfare. Only a Titan can kill another Titan. Yeah. It's, and it's because of the, the sheer scale, the weaponry involved, but Reavers are not invulnerable. Uh, when fighting other Titans, uh, in one-on-one, you have to worry about these gigantic power fists or chain weapons if other um, versions are able to get in close. If it is actually uh, outmaneuvered by a warhound, 
Yeah. Um, this goes in line with how its carapace is designed as well. Um, the uh, the plasma reactor is placed in the rear of the carapace housing, making it harder to knock out from the head and the front. But if you're able to get behind it, uh, you're able to get score some easier hits. So it's it's very important that this one is only used on frontal assaults and that there's enough defensive yeah. capabilities surrounding it to where you're not worried about it being shot yeah. from the back. I think typically too they they will equip these more with long range as more of like an artillery piece. Yeah, and and use them in a trench warfare situation or where there's a long battle line or yeah. you're assaulting a city. Not something where it's going to have to get in close and have to be hyper maneuverable. Right. Uh, moving around an urban area or a jungle or something yeah. like yeah, that. Yeah, the more you because I didn't write these notes, but the more we get through it, the more it does feel like an older Titan. Hmm. You know, it's it's still powerful. It's still big. Uh, but it definitely carries a lot of like um, V 1.0 things, problems that you would find yeah. in like your first iterations of. Hmm. Yeah, it's, of it's a Titan, dark age you know? of technology tech. Yeah, that we're, we've been able to hold on to as you know devotees of the the Mechanicus. You don't want to build on perfection, though. It it it, <laughs> it, it, it does its job well. Tell yeah, that yeah. to call. Yeah, <laughs> tell that to Gilliman. <laughs> Uh-huh. Anyways, this is not that episode. <laughs> um, the crew, it's a princeps, overall command of machine, two moderati to control the weapon systems and movement, and a tech priest to manage the plasma reactor. Again, a couple servitors wired in yeah. uh, to help manage the rest of the system. So actually so. very similar in terms of what it is required to crew this thing. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, the, the pilots you need would be very different, though. Like Absolutely, uh, yeah. Because like the personalities one, you would yes. draw from. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We're, both, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, well, both just have to be able to withstand the fact that they're linking, yeah. but one is going to act very differently in a, a Reaver yeah. versus a Warhound. Yeah. I think that's a, an important distinction to make is that the pilot's personality with what they're trying to link with will really affect it a lot, you know? Yeah. There are some assumptions, again, where is the uh, biomimicry angle that you could find in most Mechanicus um, uh, tech, tech? With the Warhound, it's the dog, but a bit of a connection with with birds, with the double leg joints, it's aggressive nature. The, uh, the Reaver is kind of a scorpion. Um, you've got two uh, pincher hands as well as a back-mounted weapon that is the the okay, tail. So I see it. it's a loose connection. It is something that's kind of been loosely connected to is how do they fight. It's, yeah. it's not as swift as other predators, but it just has such overwhelming firepower that when it arrives, it is going to sting or clamp on and just decimate mm-hmm. and very, whatever target it gets within any of its weapons is going to be destroyed yeah and and yeah. they're usually seen with gatling cannons as well so that rapid fire like uh is sorry what what sound i've got sound effects right here like from my dashboard we'll add it we'll put it in post yeah um i again this is something that's more loose but you can see again how the mechanicus system of let's take things that are deadly in nature and adapt them uh like the honor doom crawler being a crab you can go through the rest of the line yes you'll see it very fast as soon as you start looking for it in mechanicum yeah um Brings wow. us to our next... Uh... Yeah, I guess we're done Reavers, and we're on the Warbringer. Yeah, um, they're approximately 85 feet tall. Uh, the Warbringer is between the size of a Warlord Titan and a Reaver Titan. Uh, it is a dedicated Titan hunter, sporting a truly immense quake cannon designed to <sighs> take down enemy god machines at range. Um it's a giant walking cannon, essentially. Yeah. It's, it's Reaver 2.0, really. It's it's yeah. it's a step towards the the warlord design. Yeah, you still see it, that scorpion. Yep. Though. Yeah. yeah. 
the wow the armor has really changed but the, like the hip joints are very similar and i'm assuming the shoulder joints are very very similar Just but the armor. the back and top has been severely changed and the head has been dropped quite a bit i do I like think. that there's a rampart as well that crew are able to walk yeah, around yeah. and shoot from mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah. more of a walking rook battle or station a castle. Yeah. yeah and the head dropping down to the center is kind of a, a step closer to that warlord Yes, Titan yeah, deal. and it it feels it looks much more heavily armored, and yeah. that definitely yeah. comes into play when it's fighting other, other titans. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They were used during the Great Crusade uh, against various Titan scale Xenos constructs. Uh, the Warbringer came to into its own during the Horus Heresy as a Titan war became commonplace. That's just you sad. don't want oh, that. God. That's sad. sad. <laughs> So the main weapon of the Warbringer is uh, its carapace-mounted quake can, which is capable of transforming anything it hits into a white-hot crater. Uh, this artillery weapon uh, features a revolver-style loading mechanism. What? So yep. And is crewed by a spotter and a loader. Besides this, the Warbringer is equipped with two shoulder-mounted anti-aircraft autocannon arrays, and also it has two arm weapons as well. Of- which are sufficiently are large in their own right. Yeah, they are all... Big guns, yeah. big, big guns. The weakness for the Reaver was where its plasma reactor was in relation to its front armor. It had a weak back. Mm-hmm. Weakness for this one is actually the top. If you're able to get a aerial bombardment on top of it, you're able to get through its armor a lot easier. Um, yeah, you'll you'll notice if you look at it that it actually is missing a lot of armor plates on top, and it just has that cannon, mm-hmm. which probably is necessary for it, but it just... it. It becomes a weak point. Yeah. So how good is your point. throwing arm for a yeah, grenade? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, I can easily get... Underhand lob that shit up. 20 there. feet. <laughs> You've got two guys playing volleyball with that's right. Just like <laughs> bounce it up. <laughs> yeah. And it's... I, correct me if I'm wrong. These may be servitors, but this seems like the crew is getting a bit bigger as well. Like it's no longer just... Well, the princess. spotter and a loader yeah. instantly like... Two more? That's yeah. 40% increase on exactly. our other ones, right? So You got the business degree. You know, like that's, that's mad. <laughs> that's yeah. mad. Now, the return on investment for this... Mm-hmm. Well, it is... depends. Are you fighting a lot of titans? Exactly. Because then it's it's good, good. Very <laughs> good. Yeah. Uh, what's crazy is the Quake Cannon. How much do you guys know about that thing? Nada. Okay. The Quake Cannon, in each shell, piece of artillery... There exists a chunk of a planet that has been exterminatus. Oh my god. <laughs> it's symbolic. Yeah. yeah that's, that's just that's sending a message. You say it's symbolic. <laughs> but in the description of the weapon, it talks about how it unleashes the quake fury of the planet <laughs> that was destroyed. It's obviously symbolic, but it's equal ridiculous. <laughs> Like, nice. Uh, yeah. So quake cannons are also on uh, bane swords. Uh, the bane blade. Um, sure. Variant, yeah. Just not as big as this. Right. Yes. The very similar gun. Exactly similar gun. Just scaled down to fit on mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. the other heavy weapons. Now it can shoot with an acceptable accuracy of twenty four kilometers. Twenty four kilometers. This yeah. gun. So Ex- that's nice. Acceptable accuracy is a key word there. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. Twenty four kilometers. You die before you even know something was. <laughs> <laughs> close to you see that's how it sneaks up on you yeah, that's right. <laughs> he does it from 24 kilometers away someone scratched on the artillery shell boo <laughs> yeah quake cannons odd or, <laughs> or, or, or 14.9 miles that's, for our international sure audience. yes for our american audience. yeah uh okay uh where are we at now uh moving on to the warlord Ooh, warlord okay uh warlord the warlord is approximately 100 feet tall. 
And it is the most numerous of Imperial Titans, with millions having been built over the many years of its existence. <laughs> Crazy. In fact, the design is older than the Imperium of Man itself. Nice. Uh, the Warlord is essentially a walking fortress, packing enough firepower to wipe out entire armies on its own. The only true threat to a Warlord is another Titan of the same magnitude, such as those used by the treacherous Dark Mechanicus or Hive Tyrants. Uh, yeah. What? <laughs> Some warlords stay back. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no bite on that. <laughs> Where to go with it? Leave me with my idiocy over here. I get it. Keep marching forward, Mark. <laughs> forward. Move. Go ahead. The <laughs> Some warlords. He's trying to command this room right now to continue. Uh-huh. <laughs> Seven. Anyone? Is an important number. <laughs> Some warlords date back to the time of the Great Crusade or even the Dark Age of Technology. So these, some of these things can be like 10,000 years old. Absolutely. Uh, the sheer longevity of the warlord means that a variety of different patterns and variants have been built. Some mounting unusual upgrades such as landing pra- platforms for aircraft, siege rams to batter down walls, and assault pods to disgorge infantry into enemy strongholds. So, yeah, like the uh, the Divisio Investigatus, mm-hmm. they're always coming up with different ways to make this... Um, what they need for the battle zone. Yeah. Um, one of the reasons why these are the longest lived, the most commonly seen, and the uh, most commonly built mm-hmm. is that the Warlord Titan is one of the most battle-hardened, battle-hardy. Hmm. It can take the most amount of battle damage out of any of the Titans mm-hmm. and be recovered. Mm. Not only recovered, but also repaired, like, easily. Mm-hmm. Not easily. Easily is a weird word. But anyways. Just, just, after just, the battle's done, there's more of it left to repair. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. But this one... Like it's just a quick 50-year repair job. Right, no exactly. Big just yeah. a quick 50 years. <laughs> I'll be up and running in no time. Yeah. <laughs> but this one can can sustain there we go they can sustain the most battle damage yeah. before they're inoperable yeah so that's why you see the most variants of them and you see them built the most because they're just the the best yeah and because of that their primary uh role in combat is a frontline combatant where the fighting is the heaviest they're not yeah. in the back picking off enemies they're, they're not, not 24 kilometers away yeah. picking off titans they're right in the nitty-gritty they're not tiptoeing up to the enemy to only pounce on them that's right they're just walking right up uh, so it will mount up to uh, four Titan-class weapons, uh, which each one is capable alone of just leveling city blocks. Yeah, so that last Titan we looked at yeah. had one Titan-class weapon on it? No, it would have had still three. Okay, three. Yeah. But one of them was the massive yeah. F-off yeah. Quake Cannon on the, on the back. Yeah. And this one has four. Now you've just increased its you know killability by yeah. so much. Killability. <laughs> I don't know. Destructive, <laughs> destructive firepower. That's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's also protected by a bunch of uh, void shields, six, six of them. Six of them, yeah. yeah. Uh, which will intercept enemy fire. So that also really helps. Void shields are awesome. Have we ever talked about void shields? No, I have them in the notes, though. So okay, cool. Well, let's keep doing warlords then. Yeah, yeah, carry on. Oh, you want me to carry <laughs> on? Oh, I lost my place. Okay, the Warlord Titan is equipped with powerful, heavy-duty Auspex equipment meant to allow it to locate targets within the most hellish and inhospitable conditions. Everything from radar scans and echolocators to spectrographic sensors and electromagnetic detectors are used to paint an accurate picture of the surrounding terrain and the location of enemy forces. A Warlord can get an accurate target lock based on heat signatures, seismic activity, motor noise, communication signals, even falling masonry knocked over by foes attempting to flee the War God's wrath. 
A warlord's oral phones are sensitive enough to locate the distinct wailing made by void shields operating in a high static environment while in the middle of a sandstorm. Yeah, that's so, pretty cool. Yeah. yeah that's oddly specific. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's some delicate hearing yeah they're very i think these just are very finely tuned machines yeah. everything they have, they have so much data they've just they've got everything yeah. working to like perfection in in this titan i mm-hmm. think so one thing we also haven't mentioned that's part of its arsenal is the uh the titan horn oh yes the mark titan do you want to talk horn. a little bit about that like what what that what feeling does that evoke in you oh uh terror dread fear uh anxiousness <laughs> all great emotions to have as yeah. an enemy of the titan yeah so no, it, it's one of the coolest sounding things ever uh i i remember just hearing a clip of it i wonder if i can find one here keep talking so the uh, as as mark looks it up the the warlord uh titan horn is actually a weapon of itself it's an intimidation device right you hear this it is kind of like the birth child of a whale song <laughs> and a foghorn from a large ship okay it is, <laughs> is that not more I didn't, okay, I didn't so, get the dread you know <laughs> I, w- I didn't put it in that man. time yeah. it's more so that is more of the communicative ability the second one is more of the the just this deep rumbling horn sound that is old it is intimidating and wow. it ha- it carries a gravitas to it uh, like you know it's like it's like when the air raid sirens would go off yeah. and the terror that you'd get listening to air raids and running for shelter. That's what this thing is trying to evoke in it is the terror of your imminent doom. You're hoping you're wearing brown pants. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> There's a lot to be said about that too. The the air raid siren and and you know our, our human history and that absolutely and fear, World yeah. War Two and and again uh, the game comes from England and for yeah. our British listeners and look into your cultural yeah. history and then you get the Titan which is that sound that's been yeah. repurposed for this uh, machine hmm. that it's kind of it is the the grim specter of death. And before you see it, you'll hear it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that is a great thing to turn chaos cultists to say. You know, to maybe jelly. we're <laughs> we're gonna get out of here. We're gonna break yeah. rank. Yeah, maybe today's not the day we foment an insurrection. <laughs> <laughs> I know we fomented quite a bit already, but let's just put a halt. Mayhap, mayhaps tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> mayhaps <laughs> after after a good rest, maybe. Princeps, <laughs> make sure they don't leave. <laughs> the other one says, "Let them go." <laughs> So the command crew of the warlord consists of the precepts, uh, several Matarai, so two of them, not several, but yeah, same number. So uh, two, yeah, okay. Yeah. And they're housed in the armored head of the Titan. Other members of the crew inc- uh, include the tech priest housed in the secluded uh, alcove in the back of the cockpit and an engine seer who monitors the machinery in the belly, belly of the Titan. Like other Titans, the warlord is equipped with servitors who are slave to individual weapon systems. So even in this one, still only like a handful of humans to operate the majority of that machine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crew, crew caps out at about 12, which is also a significant number for the Mechanicus. Uh, mm-hmm. 12, the amount of uh, spikes on the cog. Oh, okay. right. So okay. one for every month of the, the year. Oh, yeah. Each prime mover of the mode of force within the machine. So. Each prime mark of not what I said. The legions, because we're right. talking about yeah. yes, Le- Imperium, right? Yeah, yeah. Pr- prime orc. <laughs> um, different sort of titan. <laughs> different titan. Yeah, 
yeah, the Warlord. It's awesome. It's cool. Uh, I love that that is the primary battle titan. Like, the the Warhounds are sweet, but uh, they're rare. Rarer than the Warlord. Which yeah. is interesting. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird that... Yeah, they're just... They're I, so good. I think this honestly just comes back to the fact that it's must be really easy to swap out platforms on it to add mm-hmm. in other things, and it can just take so much damage and still only operates with a pretty minimal crew yeah, that if, it's just... Why would we make anything other than this? And especially know? if Princeps are rare, like, you're going to throw them in a small Titan or a big Titan. Yeah. Yeah, and absolutely. going and going and, and going. going. <laughs> the next one we got is called the Siege Titan. So the Siege Titan is amongst the lar- largest class of Imperial Titans, being larger and heavier than a Warlord, mm-hmm. and it is designed specifically to tear down enemy fortifications. The Titan's uh, hand armaments are disruption field covered wrecking ball and a multi-headed drill and one can only imagine <sighs> that okay if you've ever seen pacific rim uh-huh. <laughs> you've seen that one massive robot with the ball that just like shoots out on the oh, chain yeah. and it can come all the way back that's pretty much exactly what i picture Except when i it hear has a disruption field <laughs> right so you know what let me let me correct that <laughs> let him dream what i hear, <laughs> what i see is a ball in a chain and then disruption fields covering <laughs> all of it so no matter what it hits it just is like butter <laughs> yeah like what's the point of it having all this mass behind it when it doesn't need it, it? Just pushes it out of the way yeah, exactly <laughs> and yeah. if that wasn't enough it has a multi-headed drill so that's nice if you really want to get that wall down Man, i imagine that titan just stepping on another titan and just drill oh, right, right through the body Ooh. yeah they're big they're nice they're fun i wish there was more information yeah, but that's all we got. That's all we got. Uh, and then the last thing we're going to talk about in the Battle Titan class are Carnivore and Mirage. Um, and those are two more types of Titans. We just have no information about them besides the fact that they have been named. They are named Carnivore and Mirage. Yeah, They might even be a class, too, of uh, of a Warlord or a Reaver. Yeah, like, they might even yeah just be like a, a specific a, design. Yeah. Who knows? But... Nothing. We know nothing. We know. We nothing. just know that they're a battle titan. Mm-hmm. And then now getting to the third and final class, the Emperor Titans. Oh, Standing yeah. over a hundred and sixty feet tall, Emperor Titans are immense mobile fortresses mounting veritable arsenals of weaponry, protected by void shield generators and armor so thick. An Emperor Titan would not be out of place on a planetary defense installation. <laughs> That's nice. That's what you want. Emperor Titans are amongst the largest mobile battle units that can be deployed on a planet's surface. It forms a vital role, uh, employed against the most formidable and overtly powerful enemies, providing massive, destructive, and directed firepower. Um Emperor Titans employ the same technologies as as other Titans, but on a massive scale relying on huge plasma reactors to supply their colossal requirements. So just one thing to keep in mind, yeah, like the Warlord's like 100 feet tall. These things are 160 feet tall. They're fucking big. Yeah, they're massive. It's like, uh, just the crazy thing is that this is what's on those uh, Divisio Mandati temple craft. Sure, yeah, yeah. It's not Warlords that they have. (laughs) It's all Emperor Titans. (laughs) It's nice. My stuff. (laughs) Look at it. Look at my 160 foot tall stuff. It is a a bit gaudy in that because they've thrown everything on it. I know. It's and there's my church and there's my small you know town square with the statue of the emperor (laughs) as the omnissiah. Like everything has been slapped on top. Yeah, it's so insane. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, 
The most noteworthy feature of the Emperor is the fortified castle-like structure, which occupies the entire upper half of the Titans, uh, sporting ornate features like spired towers, stained glass viewing portals, because you gotta have some stained glass windows. Oh, naturally. Um, the building is also heavily armed and more than capable of contributing to combat. I just love that you just called it the building. <laughs> <laughs> the building on the Titan. Well, yeah, it it's like it's, the upper portion, right? Yeah. That building. It's the cathedral. Like, it's, it's like if your lord are just near, but like it's the largest city, just decide to get up and start walking. <laughs> right. And exactly. we, we've all seen the meme, like, you know, people talk shit until, until the, the church, church starts, starts walking. walking. Yeah. Yeah. This is pretty much truth. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Um... What were we talking about? Just castles, you know. We oh. like stained glass castle yeah. windows oh, and titans. Actually, I had something to say about stained glass. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's not stained glass. What is There's it? no way it's stained glass. Oh, yeah, glass. it wouldn't be glass. There's no way it's yeah. glass. Why? Because one every step, one bullet fired out of that thing would shatter <laughs> every single piece of glass in yeah, that. Yeah, four foot, four foot thick glass. No, it's not glass. It's obviously some sort of yeah. plexi accompaniment synthetic yeah, future yeah. promethium glass or something ah. like that who knows ah. uh but that was my thought as, as you were reading it you're like stained glass and i was picturing this cathedral <laughs> and then all i was picturing was every single one of those windows blown <laughs> out as soon as it takes a single step or fires yeah. a single gun like yeah uh, so ballistic bulletproof stained glass is one of the few known stcs within the mechanicus wow. <laughs> okay it's very hard to do <laughs> now is it the making of the glass or the staining of the glass that's yeah, yeah. what's difficult? harder yeah. it's well it depends on how deep um the the color that very you're, deep <laughs> three and a half inch minimum for bulletproof yeah. okay so um let's put it this way no burglars are gonna get through it. <laughs> uh-huh. that's good you but, don't want your emperor class titan burgled but noise marines <laughs> might be able to shake it loose jeez oh, <laughs> so only the most battle-hardened precepts are given command of an emperor class titan um they're they're the best thing the Mechanicum and the Imperium they has to offer. They're the most yeah. dangerous things in the galaxy. I mean, really. this is this that reason alone is why it's on those Divisio Mandati ships. Is yeah. this is the pinnacle? Yeah, you don't get bigger and better than the Emperor class. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, there there are two types of uh, Emperor class Titans. Mm-hmm. We got the Imperior Imperator and the Warmonger. So the Imperator is more of a general purpose assault platform. Um, Imperators are employed most of the time as a vast mobile fortress to strengthen vulnerable sectors of the battlefront or to act as a reserve force behind the front line. When a major offensive begins, Imperial Titans spearhead massive assaults of men and machines, their terrifying firepower blasting a path through enemy lines. Yeah, so they're kind of just the general purpose all around kind of nice, uh, good thing. The one fun thing about these guys, though, is while they're walking into enemy combat, they actually have legs that are uh, uh, fortifications. Sure. Um, that are filled with uh, a bunch of guys. So as it walks forward, they unleash the legs and bunch hundreds of men come rushing out into yeah. battle. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do compared to what the Warlord already did, but they're there. Sure. Yeah. They're a thing. They're... Saying a hurrah. <laughs> they just leave. Hurrah! Yeah. Huzzah! We, we are clearly the best. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one we have is the warmonger. Oh, before the, before that, the oh. most famous Imperator 
because uh, you were just talking about you know turning it, we've got it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is the uh, Dies Irae? It's yeah. uh, in Gray McNeil's series of books within the Horus Heresy. Yeah, it's mentioned a bunch of times even throughout the whole series. Yep, I think it, th- this is kind of like your er, like if you want to talk about bad Imperator Titans, that's the one. Yeah. Um, sorry. Bad as in evil. evil. Not bad as in not good. Yeah. No, highly efficient. <laughs> highly efficient. Well, if there's anything I know, is efficiency matters in 40K. It does, yes. <laughs> Why are they putting so much work onto painting this thing? It's just going to get efficient. It's efficient. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Do you not know that colors mean things? Come on, we got to paint it. Does the red titan go faster, Mark? <laughs> it does if the orcs think so. <laughs> Sucks to be them. <laughs> it's closing in. Um, the warmonger. Yes. Um, so it's a dedicated fire support unit, advanced fire controls, targeting systems, a very pragmatic uh, Titan. In battle, it's usually held back to provide long-range support. Um, devastating salvos of long-range weaponry. I personally prefer the Imperator myself. Yeah, the Warmonger seems way more savage, way more like, let me like grind in here and just blow you to bits. Whereas the Imperator, it, even in its name, it just sounds like it's... Special. It's dignified. Yeah. It's, dignified. it's a little classy. You know, you all look classy in your Titan. Yeah. One yeah. is a despoiler of, you know, mankind and, yeah. and wrecks everything it sees. Yeah. The other one's, like, at least going to show up in a suit and a tie. That's right. <laughs> While it does While that. it does. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's classy. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody loves a little classy Titan killer. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. After the, uh, after the warmonger. Uh, do you want to talk about the Psy? Yeah, we have the Psy Titans, Ken. Yeah. They are a specialized class of Titan, and they are the most rare and most feared Titans of all. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so rare, I've never seen one. And gorgeous. In person? Mm-hmm. Me neither. Mm. Me have neither. you seen one? No, I have not. Mark, have you seen one? Seven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well. I one see. in four has seen. <laughs> wow. Put that statistic down. One in four men have seen. One in four podcasters have seen, seen a side titan. <laughs> um, the only known order of the Divisio Telepathica is the Ordo Sinister. Their forge world is kept a secret, and though we know it is based in the heart of the Imperium, uh, we don't yeah, know. Like, does that is. mean like close to the Soul System? I, is that like? I think the heart of center? the I think the heart of the Imperium is for the most part <laughs> like Soul. Yeah, I think so. And that while I don't think that uh, any planet within the Soul System is this Forge World. Yeah, it must be on like it's, the closest star. Yeah. You know, which is only five light years away. <laughs> no, so perfect. very, very close mm. to the heart. Yeah. Thankfully, they got guns that can shoot that far. So <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Titans. So that's nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now for piloting this, instead of a princeps as their um, and their um, moderati, uh, the Psy Titans are piloted by a psychic null, the main pilot and other enslaved psychers. Oh wait, sorry, sorry. The yeah. null is the main pilot. Yeah. So like yeah. a blank. Yeah. Like, yeah, which is crazy. It's. I it's, didn't know. I didn't know it was a blank. I don't know if this works fully, oh, okay. but uh, this is what was written. The yeah. systems are psionic. The pilot is not. Well, I mean, in I I guess the, there's one it last just, thing. It's, it's supposed to cause psychic failure in, in immediate areas around it. It's it definitely going to unsettle the crew, though, because we know that nulls project this terrible yeah. aura around them. You could also kind of argue that it's a parallel with what happens with like the other princeps, where like everyone else is going full mech, whereas they have to like maintain that humanity. In this, everyone's going full psyker. They have to maintain that like separation. So. Finish the point, finish the point, okay, and, then, yeah. and then we can get into it. So, um, the main pilot is a psychic null, and the other, uh, and 
Oh my gosh, I cannot read right now. And other enslaved psychers to feed it. Uh, these psychers are doomed to die within the Titan, feeding it their power to be wielded by the null. That's nice. Okay, so a null is a blank. It's yeah. a pariah, uh, um, a psychic blank, a null, a psychic blank zone, however you want to say it. But there's someone where they actually disrupt warp energies around it. Mm-hmm. So much to the point where a null who has um, the... Uh, what's it called when one of your genetics, it's like the active and the other one is the recessive. dormant? Yes. Or, or, sorry. Recessive and dominant. Dominant, yeah. Okay. So a psychic null has like a dominant pariah gene where they are everything around them actively, like you feel like you're in the presence of something terrible yeah. when you're around it. And like warp connections just don't work when you're around it. So how does this psychic null pilot this titan while the people right beside him are constantly in connection with the warp and feeding warp energies into this uh, I don't know. I don't know I, if I can a... give an in-universe answer. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Is okay. Like the um, warp. So in <laughs> yeah. magic. Um, in the Eisenhorn series, uh, later on, he ends up uh, with uh, a blank who's basically a companion that he travels with and stuff. He uses and a then, shield, right? Yeah, but yeah. later on, uh, she ends up getting a piece of tech or something that helps her like control it to a certain extent. Okay. And so, um, and, and it's stressed that it's like like he's an inquisitor. He has like access to the best tech possible and stuff like that. But I w- could argue that maybe there's some type of tech similar to that in this. You could argue that maybe there's like some psychic piping that's like insulated from it. Like I, um, I, there's enough magic fluff science. Yeah, they 40K, just don't. But they don't. They don't that. touch on it, and it, it seems like a weird contradiction. If you know for sure. anything about like Calexis assassins, they're the anti psyker they're nulls themselves. They actually have war gear where when psychers do launch psychic powers against them, they have uh, something that can like absorb that energy. So that's n- no, that's just being a null. You no, can no, do no. that with you can do that but without then, so technology. They, they, they absorb that and then that that weapon will absorb it and fire it back. Well, that's different. Yeah. But so, the the whole like absorption and failure, that happens regardless yeah. of yeah, what yeah. you are. Like if the yeah. null is the the absorb then the technology is the fire. Yeah. I can see that same point of how are you running this giant machine that has a it, it's psychic and so human. psychic yeah yeah I, I would argue that yeah they probably have some type of tech that allows them to dampen or control that um, null space around them in that being the case I wonder if you're dampening your entire ability to not be affected by warp energies then what is the purpose of actually being inside of this thing maybe so then i could argue that yeah it's to pre- avoid being overcome by the warp but you're dampening Possibly. this ability so the warp energies but still work around you dampening might be the wrong term maybe focusing so like um uh i i believe that it was uh eisenhorn or somebody else they would like constantly hearing voices and so then there's like that's me. I'm. <laughs> oh, ah. it, it might actually be Ravenor series. It doesn't. But, someone but anyway, is hearing in, voices. Inquisitor. Somebody's hearing voices, and then this person's able to like dampen it and stuff like that. And then um, at one point, like they, he has to do some stuff, and so then they turn it off, and then he's just like flooded with all of these voices from like all across the city, and it's like painful to him. <laughs> but this is a psyker. Uh, yeah, a psyker, and so then the blank kind of turns off the the. Um, or engages the dampening stuff so that this person like hears like thousands and thousands of voices all across the city like crying out and it's yeah oh it's Superman (laughs) is it (laughs) yeah picture my voice on an island (laughs) 
<laughs> I just recently watched uh-huh. Final Fantasy. Anyways, I, I feel just, like you've just recently watched every movie. It's though, true. Sometimes. COVID's been great to me. <laughs> uh, it just feels like the null is kind of shoehorned yeah. in there. And I like the idea of a null being part of it because he would be they would be immune mm-hmm. to whatever terrible things might happen in that cockpit yeah. while these psychers oh are gosh. feeding the uh the power thing but i just i i wish it was explained better yeah um it doesn't help that they're from the most one of the most secret orders yeah. of the uh, all the titans so um i just i would like to it just based on what i know about nulls and what i know about the warp and how it acts i just don't really see these working in concert with each other without some other explanation as yeah. it, as what they've given me i just don't think it works yeah that's fair i'm they, not saying it doesn't i'm just saying i lack the information that yeah. they seem to have like like they don't have enough like filler fluff to make that specific thing yeah. work and, and we know like a uh, lot of things yeah. about and a it, lot of I'm stuff still telling they just you that the, the key to this to understand this is the collexus assassin and that war gear that he has it, it works pretty much the exact same way it it what's oh, this what's this piece of war gear animus called? speculum I can read it they all. They don't say it that is. they don't have that. They don't say that. Well, they say what they have is the Syracrux anima. No, I I'm not saying it's the exact same thing, but the they literally have nulls that use psychic powers yeah. that absorb stuff and shoot it back out it. That's not what this null is doing, though. Well, it's yeah, absorbing it this stuff is. from the no. psychers inside. No, it's not. Then... Well, well, let's finish reading this whole thing before we argue over nothing. <laughs> I'm not arguing. I just said I don't think it makes sense. Yeah. We're finish reading okay. all these points. Then. Well, the enslaved psychers are the batteries for yeah. the yes. Syracrux. Yes. So then instead of it being... But the in- null is not the Syracrux. No, but what Mark's saying about the... the Again, it's a focusing iris. It's the... the. Why does it work when a null is standing right next to it? You cannot access the warp with a null next to you. Because the helmet also can... Are they Should inside I read this a, all a out tank? To- are they in a... Wa- like, is that styrofoam between them that prevents the psychic nulls field? Because we know there are ways to prevent... You know, even a null. I would love for them to explain that. Well, guess yeah. what? It's a secret. You can't know, Eric. <laughs> Damn it. And frankly, Damn I'm it. I am upset that you would think that you could even yeah. delve into what the secrets of my beloved it? Adeptus Mechanicus. <laughs> so I don't. take I a don't. seat. We're gonna move on to the next Titan. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think we're still on the same Titan. Yeah, I feel like I haven't through. even learned anything oh, about it. Backpedal. Please continue. <laughs> um. Okay. Let's see. Uh. We're on point four. We're on point four. Okay. The main difference in the structure of Psy Titans is their use of a highly forbidden piece of Dark Age technology. Highly forbidden, not given to Collexus assassins. (laughs) Called the Seracrux Anima. Uh, It greatly amplifies psychic activity. It also acts as a focus of psychic power for the bound psychers within it. Um, This allows the Titan to unleash psychophenomena on a truly unprecedented scale. Uh, think like a Titan weapon, how much devastation that does and deals. Yeah. Now just that only psychic. Add a sprinkle of warp to yeah. that. <laughs> like just massive, massive scale. It yeah. like covers entire battlefields in waves of uh, preternatural psychokinetics. Are the pieces of the world that you're shooting not doing enough damage? Are <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. quake cannons not quakey enough? Psychically imbue it and watch it completely rip tectonic plates <laughs> off into space. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just um, like mad. It's ridiculous. Um, and it uh, uh, leeches life in the immediate area and can reverse damage the Titan itself. So all the secretary that are running behind it just see like all the plants wilting as yeah. they go along. Yeah, but not just plants. People. 
things. <laughs> the secretary themselves. Yeah, <laughs> like it. It's really crazy. I love how the way they describe how it acts. Mm-hmm. Like the soaking the battlefield in an aura of fear, and mm-hmm. you just have no idea why. You maybe you didn't hear the. The, the, the horn. horn. Yeah. Maybe you didn't feel the ground shake or anything. Yeah. May, maybe you were completely deaf. Yeah. Couldn't feel the tremors. I'm a heavy sleeper. <laughs> okay. But for some reason, just this cloud of fear covers oh. an area around this uh, so psychokinetic. Good. So things just start moving of yeah. their own accord. You just think you're being haunted, and then <laughs> leeching life. People just start aging and dying Ooh. around you, oh. like for that's, no reason. This, <laughs> this is humanity, ladies and gentlemen. Ah. This, this, this is dark age of technology. Like where yeah. you know humanity conquered the stars. This is how you Absolutely. when there's a strong union between tech and our our psychic potential, and we are making the galaxy cow before mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. humans unwavering ability to think that they are the most important species their divine <laughs> right to rule the stars yeah. Yeah. yeah well according to you know the this emperor. is why we're scary that's right. to other races yeah. you know uh and then the craziest thing though that they describe this doing is temporally reversing damage to the titan itself they're yeah. literally like it's not healing it like how the emperor did yeah uh, mm-hmm. on mount olympus it's reversing time and how exactly did that work Warp magics. Okay. Yeah. The Emperor well, is said machine not a machine healed thyself. So. The machine healed itself. Yeah. Ah. He said machine, be healed. And it was, I don't, what, what more are you looking for? Well, the for, original Mark? translation was healed thyself. Oh. So it wasn't him acting it. It was him willing it to heal itself. Right. Look, if you, if you go back to the original translation, Eric, you're going to find I'm just saying that we have to examine it in the context of the era that it was written. <laughs> yeah, but who has the degree in High Gothic here? Me. None of us have, do. Yeah, I know you studied Latin, but who actually <laughs> finished the course? In ancient Martian writings, we can clearly see that the hieroglyph is meant to be upside down, therefore completely reversing the entire thing of what you're trying to say. Yeah, but which, which crater do you find the text in? It had to have the been 13th. from the Northern Hemisphere. <laughs> the 12th crater. Well, 12th is a very important number, Eric. Of course, there's 12, co- there's 12 little thing teeth on the... Co- Damn it! <laughs> I, can't, I can't go as far as you can <laughs> but anyways reverses time to heal itself that's, that's so cool so that is mind boggling <laughs> yeah. time comes up very very not often yeah it's very rare to find things of time in 40k, yeah. um, but this is one of the few where I'm like, I'm for it. If there's just a <laughs> bubble of like time around this yeah. thing and it can just reverse it, that's so cool. That's nice. Okay. Whew. This is a very exciting episode. Yeah. I'm getting into it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to re- I'll read yeah, the next yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, got some big words. But the greatest effect uh, is when the anima, because this is all powered by the Syracrux anima. Yeah. Uh, but the greatest effect is when the anima focuses its psychic power that it's gathered from the, the bound psychers and amplified through its dark technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it focuses it through the Sinistramanus tenebrae <laughs> or the Psy Cannon. Ooh. So, focusing the powers of the bound psychers on board, the Psy Cannon fires a beam that appears as a dark, faintly visible energy projectile that passes through less insubstantial targets until it encounters sufficient mass. It then rends open a hole in reality to the Empyrean, and warp energies begin to sunder and rip the, t- the target apart. Nice. It's just this beam of destruction. A beam of Warp energy? Yeah, it's effectively what it is. But the interesting thing to note is that it doesn't draw its powers directly from the warp. It goes through the psychers. And that's very important because it inevitably means that when you draw that much power through <laughs> uh-huh. any kind of living conduit, <laughs> uh-huh. they die. <laughs> no, no. 
And that that's that's a sad that's a sad day when you lose a, a psyker. No. How many psychers did we lose this battle? Fired the cannon fourteen times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'd fired it fourteen more if I had to. <laughs> this is weapon is described as the most feared of all the Imperium's creations, which says a lot because they yeah. created some truly devastating firepower. The Ordinatus is that probably level, or there's a play between the two depending on whether it's Majoris or Minoris. But yeah. I definitely could see them pulling this off, slapping it on top of treads, and saying, "You know, let's roll this out." There. <laughs> or maybe it came from that. The, Who knows? the weird thing is is also that Titans are described as the pinnacle of Mechanicum creation, but I had always assumed that the Ordinatus would be higher. It's not, and the reason for that is that the the Titans are. They can be situate like they can be situational for combat, yeah. whereas ordnance are developed for a single, single purpose. purpose. Yeah. So yeah. that mono purpose means that although they are very uh, insanely good at that one, one thing, thing that they do, that's all they do. That's all that they do. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Um, but yeah, anyways, I, I agree that whatever weaponry you find on an ordnatus, it would probably be very comparable to this, if not not as powerful. Yeah. the The only drawback to this weapon is that it does most likely kill any of the psychers that are bound to it. Not the null, because obviously he's a null and he can't be affected by psychic things. But those psych errors are just being ripped apart <laughs> as energies are just drawn through them. And it's... I like that visual so much. It's nice, yeah. yeah. You like the idea of just like pulling a trigger and everyone around you dropping even though they weren't the target. I just... <laughs> I, I think like this poor null who... <laughs> Gets like slaved into yeah. this machine with psychers, and every single battle, they're just gonna die, and he <laughs> has to get two new ones every single time. Like the the machine spirit of a Psy Titan is probably one of the most tortured things ever to just go through so much death. Everyone inside, inside of me keeps dying. <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah, yeah. It, at some point, it either becomes very aloof to the individuals that come to reside within its frame, or. Uh, it's probably gone through a lot of trauma of the people who've been there for a long time. And then what does that do with the null that it, ha it builds a relationship with? Yeah. Like, do have, they, how codependent do those two become? Have any, has anyone ever read Live Ship Traders? No. Never even heard of it. Sad. Is it a movie? Because if you're, it was a movie, I think you would have seen it. It's not a movie, actually. Um, if anyone out there knows Live Ship Traders, this makes me think of Paragon. Paragon. Of course, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I think Paragon is effectively what a Psy Titan's machine spirit would be like. I'll tell you about it after. Okay. After. It's not It's not worth me sharing on the podcast itself. Um, okay, and there's only one more thing about Psy Titans that I want to say. So the only Psy Titans encountered have been altered Warlord class Titans since this chassis, again, is the most sturdy, the most battle sustainable one they've ever seen and the easiest to manipulate yeah. to add this Syracrux anima into and the Sinistra Tatamata Tenebrae. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. So even though uh, this one is the only one seen, there are rumors of other Psy Titans out there, Ooh. which makes sense to me. So. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, they're just really secret. Yeah. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. Keep it safe. Wow. I like half of you as much as half of you. Deserve, and I deserve half of you less than half of what I think. Exactly. That's right. Uh, side Titans. It's nice. They're nice. They're fun. Okay. So after that. Yeah. After talking about that, because that's everything that, uh, you know, Lex Academy Wiki has on side yeah. Titans. Like, how do you think this null functions within this psychic womb and we're back i'm just 
what do you think? Like it doesn't it yeah. doesn't mention that they use anything specific in technology to protect themselves. Like they do mention yeah. that Kalexis assassins have that, but they yeah. don't say that about yeah. this. So. I, I think it it's a bit of a an oversight that they didn't add in a couple of extra sentences about some like random technology that allows the warp to still okay. function around the null. I think I and have I a better think, question. Okay. Do you think it's because of some interaction between how nulls and warp works, or do you think it's because of some piece of technology that they're able to do it? I would assume that there's some type of technology. Yeah. There's something else Multi in between technology. the null and all of the psychers around. I'm, like I'm you're guessing. representative on the podcast of the cult mechanic, because of course I'm. Mean, That's it's right. Technology. It's technology. It's yeah. Like, yeah. I think I agree with you. I wish I knew more yeah. about how nulls worked. Yeah. I don't think it's very clearly explained, and it's been written. Too many times, yeah. too many different ways for it to be like a solid image. Sure. Um, but they've awakened. It is the psychic awakening. This is your chance. Isn't this the opposite then? <laughs> nope. Because I mean, now the psychic non-awakening. We're, we're, we're getting the whole like Raya sector uh, effectively. That's not, it has nothing to do with the Raya I know, gene. but what I'm saying is, <laughs> now's your time to write that story, Eric. <laughs> I will fucking write it. There you go. I'll show you Games Workshop. <laughs> we got a podcast. That's right. It's bigger than Games Workshop podcast even. Is it? I don't know. I, don't, I doubt it. Uh, here we go. Well, anyways, we got the last class of Titan, which are called Apocalypse <gasps> Class Titans. Ooh. That sounds like 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 they a... are the smallest, least armored class. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you think of yeah. when you hear yeah. Apocalypse Class? Yeah, but yeah. the the trick to them is it's just a walking nuclear bomb. So that's right. Just has little legs. It's like Bombot, but yeah. nuclear. Oh yes, <laughs> Titan must, Bombot must throw a grenade, grenade at Bombot for explode. <laughs> yeah. The other Titans pick it up and hold it over their head. And throw it. like, no, uh, they play soccer with oh. it. Maybe so we... it was rumored to exist during the Great Crusade, <laughs> although. It's it hasn't been seen since. Like right. we don't know anything about it. No description other than that either. So. But at some point, somebody from hopefully officially Games Workshop could throw in a little bit of a nice story and, and preferably even a model. I want at least a four foot tall model. If we're seeing oh any gosh. additional <laughs> models within this range, we know it's going to come from the Adeptus Titanicus game system. Like that's sure. yeah. that's where it, you'll have it, the range. It, where there's money. Because there but, is yeah. there is other than that one, game sounds really fun too. It does. It does. Yeah. Other than one intrepid modeler who you can find in a couple different Facebook groups who's building a Imperator Titan oh, with yeah. like plastic card and like building the, the full like, is that Hephaestus? Uh I don't remember. Okay. Okay. Um but other than that, like there isn't represented uh representation of some of these other Titans other than, you know, there's the the side Titan Forge World. Like yeah. but to see these in scale. Yeah. I think you could expand the line there. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Yeah. But you were talking about how they're they're kind of secret, like the apocalypse class. Yeah. But Colin for, is digging. Yeah. For those <laughs> of you who uh who love reading through books. <laughs> no, uh, no. <laughs> ben Counter, uh his book um uh Dark Adeptus has what may be the original Titan STC in it. I thought Ooh. the really? uh, Reaver, Reaver you said was the original. One of the that is the original model that we have, you know, full uh, production assembly for. Okay, but the actual core, like first printout, like the original model, okay. like the prototype. Whereas the Reaver is the first model. Hmm. This is like what was the first you know drawing that yeah. was done up. Okay, um, up for debate. But if you look at it, um, this is the, and it's called the Castigator Class Autonomous Bipedal Weapons Platform. It's not called a Titan. Ah, ha, ha, that's where they get you. That's created during the Dark Age of Technology. Where they get you. Um, 
it, with all new or variants being considered incomplete attempts to copy this design. Uh, appears in the book, originally uh, was lost on the forge world of uh, Chironia or Chironia during the Dark Age and remained lost even when the planet was pulled into the warp thousands of years later. Ooh. Uh, during the time, the Titan, its machine spirit, actually made a pact with um, the forces of chaos that found it, mm-hmm. allowed a demon to possess it so it could be empowered by the warp. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was sentient of this decision. Maybe it was, you know, co-opted. Um, but when the castigator was rediscovered uh, in the book, again, it's from uh, Ben Counter's Grey Knights Omnibus. So demon hunters, who's going to find it? It's going to be the Grey Knights. Yeah. Um, they find it, uh, Justicar Alaric. Uh, they confront, castigator doesn't exactly know what is, you know, that it's, what's possessed it. It knows it's made a pact. Is it a demon? How does it interpret the universe around it? It's a, okay. it's a very, it's also been stuck in the warp, warp for, for a long, long time. So it's yeah. yeah, fairly corrupted. Uh, in the end, they put it down. They have to destroy this machine. Well, it is a demon. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's connected. <laughs> so, but it does kind of leave you lingering to consider, you know, one, they destroyed it. So it's STC or it's, it's design model pattern. Couldn't be taken by chaos. Yeah. But fragments of it are collected by the Adeptus Mechanicus for study to try to say, well, and so many logicians within the cult Mechanicus uh, who would have seen this. Again, very few prying eyes because it came through the Grey Knights. It just gets kind of left in a box at the the door of Phobos, the forge world that is uh, connected to the Grey Knights. (laughs) Uh, And it's like, well, what is this? And it may be that first pattern that was used to create Titans. That's cool. So take it as you want. Okay. Very cool. I like the name Castigator. Yeah. I definitely had a WoW character named Castigator oh, at one shit. point. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah. Difference in the model design, the only thing that uh, was able to pull from the book was the head was actually not recessed into the chest. It stood taller, oh, which okay. kind of, of makes... A- it's, but it looks like a reaver, right? It actually is kind of more like a reaver, but if it was standing upright and it had... Yeah, because the reaver looks a lot more hunched, yes. but if it stretched its neck out, yeah. then... But if we were to consider that biomimicry of the reaver yeah. as a scorpion, this would be the biomimicry of the human form. The idea that you have something that is more of a, a person. Right. So right. it's, again, it's that perfect embodiment for the Mechanicus of their machine god that is the human form, but it's a machine. That's cool. So something that if you feel like reading more about, you can dig through that book and, and try to tease out some oh. of the uh, the clues in there. <laughs> Very cool. Nice. Yeah. Well, thank you, Colin, mm-hmm. for that. Missed that. Um, okay. The next thing that we're going to talk about are Titan's weapons. Yeah. They, they got a bunch of different weapons. Mm, there's a lot of them. Three to four. Basically, they're all just bigger than standard weapons. Right. Um, you got a las gun. Now you got volcano cannons. It's just a giant las gun, essentially. So we're not going to tell how all these works. We're going to name them. Me and Eric, we both got a favorite one. Yeah. Uh, so I'll read them off, and then we'll talk about what we like. So there's Apocalypse Missile Launchers. There's Gatling Blasters. There's Hellstorm Cams. Inferno Guns. Melta Cannons. Plasma Annihilators. Plasma Blast Guns. Plasma Destructors. Quake Cannons. Thermal Cannons. Now, this one's nice. Titan Close Combat Weapons. You want a 150-foot-tall robot with a giant fucking chainsword. <laughs> That's or what you need. a wrecking ball with or disruption fields. Or she's drill. Or a fucking giant fist that or will just fist. pick up tanks and throw them. Yeah. You know, whatever. It's nice. You're, you're going to want one. Uh, it's your Titan. Do whatever you want with it. <laughs> Titan Vortex Missiles. Uh, warp Missiles. Turbo Laser Destructors. Volcano Cannons. Vulcan Mega Bolters. Uh, 
and that's you know what this just reminded me. It's like this just remind me of the, you know they they've got Allen wrenches, dribble feeders, toilet seats, electric heater, trash can packages, new subtractor, shower rods, and water meters, walkie talkies, copper wires, safety goggles, radio I, which ones do you like? I'm the most? not ashamed of you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I picked out of my favorite of this uh, was the warp missiles because um, they had the word warp in it. And I was <laughs> yeah, like, well, can't... what the fuck? <laughs> so these missiles travel through the warp to reach their target. So they, they literally, like, they get shot out of their weapon system. <laughs> weapon yeah. system, yeah. And then they just disappear. <laughs> and they, they come whoop. out on the other side and they hit, right? Yeah, so the, it, they just use it to bypass, like, void shields, uh, particularly effective armor. Um, you know, if the thing you're trying to shoot is 10 kilometers underground, maybe. Sure, yeah. You behind can bypass, a void shield? You can, behind a void shield as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, you can bypass that. So. Does it strike you, though, that because there are also other entities that live within the warp Mm -hmm. like heaven forbid you're that warp whale or whatever that's just like kind of (laughs) like this missile just comes into the warp blows it up i think you're thinking of a void whale okay yes which is not a warp but don't worry colin with the warp it's possible that that warp missile anyway that you shot sure you shot it over there it actually got launched in the space and killed that and killed the void yeah sure yeah yeah it was a uvop i don't care (laughs) (laughs) and then slaver just a really bad day within the warp missile comes in heaven forbid you're the crew that shot that going where did it go (laughs) you know what apparently like when i'm reading this it honestly sounds like they're so hard to like nail that they might just all right. Let's just put a bunch in and hope one of them makes it. <laughs> it right, reminds me of Eldar yeah. warp spiders, like that same. Sure, yeah, attack, that like, kind of like where am I going to end up? Like, yeah. let's see where I go. It just shows just, humanity's connection to technology again from Dark Age and stuff like that. Absolutely, not that far off yeah. as much as Eldar would be. Like, uh, you you know, very aloof to the silly monk keys, but. This is pretty advanced. I, I yeah. love the warp missile. I just I love the idea. I mean, I don't want to be there personally no. to experience it, mm-hmm. but I love the idea of me firing a warp missile and the guy I'm firing at just watches it disappear. And then <laughs> oh, that he's was like, lucky. yeah, he's in his cockpit and he's like sucker. And then literally next to him, a warhead materializes <laughs> and blows his Titan oh. to bits. Like I, I like thinking like that. Yeah, the warp missiles are crazy. <laughs> it's wild. And Mark, your favorite? The Vulcan Megabolters, because <laughs> they're wild. So the Vulcan Megabolter are a large weapon usually mounted on Imperial Titans or other super heavy vehicles. The weapon consists of twin-linked, heavy-caliber, multi-barreled, rotating bolt-gun barrels capable of firing <laughs> shells at 300 rounds per second. That's a crazy That's number. an insane number. That's yeah, an that's, ins- that's good. Uh, making it a highly effective anti-personnel weapon. Now... Keep that 300 in mind because each one of these shells is able to blast a meter-wide crater in stone or steel. Uh, so, And the sheer force of, like, shooting a Land Raider with this gun is enough to flip the Land Raider. Yeah. Um, they're crazy. And Land Raiders are, like, really heavily <laughs> armored. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's often called uh, or nicknamed the Laughter of the Devil amongst Titan crews. Yeah, because apparently it's just like... <laughs> yeah. 300 rounds per second each one just blows a meter hole in concrete it's wild it's such a an effective anti-infantry weapon too like if there's a bunch of people you just yeah you're literally mowing them down down. they're missed they are turned to mist they they the only downside to this weapon is that it is highly highly inaccurate but when sure. you're shooting 300 rounds a yeah, second... Honestly, yeah, yeah. it probably helps. <laughs> Otherwise, it'd just be wasted ammo in the same spot. Now you're getting, like, a nice area. Spread, yeah. yeah. You want to make that spread nice. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, that's that's my favorite. It just, it just it's a good one. Mess you uh, up. Obviously, you can find more weapons that are mounted on Titans. Sure. These are just the ones that Lexicanum uh, sure. listed, and therefore we mentioned. So. Yeah. Um, and the other final big key, while not a weapon, uh, we haven't really talked a whole lot about void shields, but every Titan has them, and they are crucial for their survival. Yeah. Uh, so void shields, they operate via warp technology, more warp stuff, which is crazy, absorbing the energy of attacks and dispersing them into the materium. Um, yeah, so while they work exactly like power fields, void uh, shields benefit from the fact that they can be raised again after taking damage and collapsing. Even in the midst of combat, void shields extend some distance from the point of origin. Thus, in some cases, it is possible for an enemy to penetrate the shield and cause damage directly to the target. So yeah, it creates like a, a bubble of basically a portal to the warp almost. Yeah, so... Terra, even during the siege of Terra, during like Horus's insertion into Terra, yeah, um, the Imperial Palace is protected by void shields, sure. and they call it the Aegis. Aegis, 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 Aegis. When when it's Latin, you pronounce everything. So Scatari, Scatari, I, you know, Aegis, Aegis. So. <laughs> like void shields they can overlap and overlap and overlap on each other and that's what the aegis was it yeah. was just a system of a crazy number of void shields and uh they ca- often call it like venting the void shields like the void shield takes damage and it vents it into just into the war warp. that's <laughs> insane it just so takes cool. energy that like is converted through heat or destructive force and it just is like over there, <laughs> not here. You know, <laughs> very different tech than a shield system for the Tau. Absolutely, yeah. they 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 look similar. I think you yeah. look at them, and neither both of them are just stopped by an invisible yeah. force. These bombs, but how they're dispersing this energy mm-hmm. is very different. Yeah. Um, and, even though that you can, uh, even though these things are just venting energy into the warp, they can be overloaded. So you put enough destructive energy at one of these, at yeah. some point it can't put any more into the warp and it just fails. Yeah. But then just like that thing said, you literally just like do a reboot, turn it back on, yeah. and now it's venting at like full capacity again. <laughs> Void shields are wild. Yeah, they're um, so cool. Yeah, they're, they're awesome. Are these the same type of void shields that are used for like in, uh, intergalactic travel? No, you're thinking of Geller Fields. Geller Fields. Geller Fields, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They are they're different. Yeah, okay. You know what? Why don't you travel into the warp with that and find out how it goes? <laughs> oh yeah, I guess it would just disperse it right beside you. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. That's nice. But all of those ships would have void shields on them. Yes. Right? Because that's For like this is yeah, how yes. you protect yourselves. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, the ultimate way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, we can give you thicker armor, but in the end, what you really need is a, a device capable of putting things in the warp. <laughs> yeah. So, for because it's not in my backyard, you know, you put it in your neighbor's, in your warp's backyard. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, so that kind of covers all of Titan's war gear and stuff. Um, all of it. All, every little yeah. detail. You won't need to know anything more about Never Titans again. after this. Well, let's move on to the next step. Uh, <laughs> there's some weapons on the slides. There's the next step. Heraldry. Um, you know what? What? You gotta leave it 10. Heraldry. Do you, do you want to do your thing at the bottom first before? No, I don't know if we're going to make it. All right, sure. Okay. 
Uh, I think we can make it. Okay, well then let's do it, Mark. We're risking it for the biscuit. Yeah, we'll, we'll go through quick. Her- heraldry's boring. There's really not a lot to talk about. Okay. Um, each Titan uh, bears a distinct and unique set of symbols. The Titan legions use a complex and largely archaic system of decorations, icons, and insignia to record uh, the machine's past. Uh, so let's talk about the crew and their uniforms. Uh, so a Titan's crew appearance can vary greatly depending on which legion they hail from. Personal markings and decorations are often added to their uni- uniforms, furthering their distinct appearance. So personal markings, that yeah. means like their own deeds and stuff? Yeah, or their own heraldry, or maybe he just really likes this bottle cap, so he's fastened it to his shoulder. It's a good luck charm. Who knows? <laughs> like, it could be anything, right? Mm. Um, depending on the, the legion. However, across all legions, a Titan crew will have specific type of body armor. In addition to granting protection... Uh, it has two additional functions. Uh, it allows the cyberlink to the mind impulse unit, and it also contains the necessary power and life support systems. So, so do you rem- sorry, go ahead. So the entire crew is somehow interfaced slightly to the MIU. The the precepts and the moderati, uh, moderati, moderati, yeah, and, moderati. Uh, yeah. and precepts. Yes. No. Uh, held on for a long time. You did. You did. Every single time you said it, I've looked you at you. You had a good chuckle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but are, are the servitors also... Mind? They they are hardwired hard- slaved into the Titan itself. Yeah. I yeah. guess that's a little different. Yeah. They yeah. don't... They aren't... Con- like in the mind because the mind impulse unit also apparently creates this terrain that you interact with like it's oh. like a virtual reality okay um but they're not a part of that yeah. so. they, they just need to know oh yeah the am- ammo's running low tell this guy exactly yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Okay. deal with it that kind of stuff yeah cool. um crew's rank is usually displayed on uh, a chest badge and it will take like the form of a plain circle surrounded by a hollowed out geometric figure um, so if you're looking at the slides, this is kind of what it looks like. Yeah, with uh, the twelve cog teethed wheel. Yeah. Um, okay, so the Illuminor Caesaris model yeah. that came out what, like eight months ago now? I don't Something know. Like that. It's been a more than half a year. It's been a Necron minute. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. He is. <laughs> Uh, The Illuminor is drawing the life force off of another model on the base. Is that a Moderati? Yeah, I I kept on looking at that. Was that a Titan crew guy? I can't fully pinpoint exactly what that model is that he's, you know, removing its flesh from. But I, for some reason, I only ever picture Titans when I picture it when I see him. I don't know how to spell his name to even look at the guy. Aluminum. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So there, I believe that it may just be another member of a, a Mechanicus Moderati crew because when you look at the Rogue Trader set, the one with the, it was the small crew of Voidsmen. Um, yeah. Had the dog. Uh, there is a Mechanicus uh, model included in there that has the same chest plate. Mm. Okay. So it, it makes sense that it is either a rogue trader who has learned too much and is having their spirit or whatever sucked out. Rogue trader would be a very good fit for Illuminor for sure. Yeah. That's my bet. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I saw it so many times and I just. Do you own that model now? I do. I haven't put it together yet. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we'll talk about how they actually paint Titans themselves. Hull markings. Each legion has their own distinct colors and symbols. 
Titan hulls are richly inscribed and decorated as befits these physical avatars of the Omnisire. This grows more true over time as they are awarded honors for their performance on the battlefield, and their crews never miss an opportunity to etch a new com- uh, accommodation on the machine. The war engines also bear the personal heraldry of their princeps. In the event of the princeps' death, the old commander's emblem would be removed and the new ones painted in its place. Mm -hmm. The standard place for these heraldic sigils are, for Reaver-class titans, the knee plates. Yeah. So... Warlords and stuff will happen on the knees. Uh, Warhounds, I think they put it on the shins. So is Um, yours on the knee or is it on the tilting plates? So mine is not a good example because I'm... You're different. I, 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 I was a Mary Sue with my Titan. And I added it to a night house like a fool. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. But his, like, the... On the left yeah. tilting plate, yeah. you have, like, the symbol of the night house. Yeah. And on the right tilting plate, you have the symbol of the horse. Yeah, that's, like, his personal Yeah, so tree. that's what would be found on the knee plate yeah, of most Titans. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Yep. Um, and, yeah, like, they, they'll often paint like huge murals on titans and stuff to like i don't know show battles they might have fought in or honors that maybe they saved people who knows but yeah they're they're usually covered in ornate filigree Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> leapfrog worked <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> what an investment <laughs> what an investment. uh let's talk banners now a titan will often fly many different banners hung from their hulls or just pieces of machinery yeah. really hung between their legs they, or hung off guns yeah hanging from yeah any anywhere you can put a banner they can put a banner <laughs> yeah you know what i mean it's not that crazy of technology right. to mount a banner other than the three-day prayer it takes to actually yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they hung, and these banners display the Titans' origin, history, feats, past, present. Uh, and the, all of this is what they consider essential information to what the Titan is. Because yeah. they do build this history and this personality around yeah. the Titan. And they become just these singular, I don't know, beings, really. And it's just telling its story through the banners. Yeah. <laughs> And some of these things are 10,000 years old. So they have a story. Absolutely, yeah. A whole history. Yeah. Just And, you know, you could probably follow the history by looking at the different banners yeah. and seeing the stories of what battle did you participate That's in. You know, you're in the fourth Black Crusade now, and I look on this next banner, you were also in the sixth and the seventh. Oh, that's you cool. Know? Like, yeah, that would be yeah. so sweet. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, but there are two main types of banners flown by the crew. Uh, and yeah. then the honor banner is the most prominent banner flown from a Titan, and it bears the symbol of the legion it belongs to and displays the rank of the princeps in command of it. It is also usually displays the individual Titan's honors and battles won. So if we look at on the screen, uh, you can see two banners on the far right and then one on the bottom left. Both of those, I assume, are these honor banners yeah this you one see, is and this one is yeah you see like the name um you see the symbol different of campaign the badges yeah absolutely descriptions of what it maybe has done or, yeah. or who's written in it so yeah. those are definitely the um honor banners and then yeah. the kill banner displays the titan class kill at- kills attributed to the actions of an individual moderatus yeah. So the kill banner usually takes the shape of a triangle with a top section bearing decoration used to differentiate each moderati's batter and the lower section listing the kills, usually in the form of skulls. Uh, so cool. these moderati, they have 
control of individual weapons. Yeah. And so for kills with those weapons of Titan class things, they get a mark on their banner. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a cool. little little competition between the two of them. <laughs> Ooh, left versus right. That's right. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So uh, even even in like making writing about your Titan and you can write about the different kinds of banners that it has on it and the different honors that it's participated in. How long has this Titan been around? How many kills does it have? How many different princeps have ridden in this thing, you know? Yeah. How does it feel about its princeps? How does the, the crew feel about the Titan? So there's, <laughs> like, they're not just machines, I think. And, and if you learn anything about this ep- from this episode, it's that these are yeah. beings, really, that they, have they, They're grown. characters. They're yeah. homes, even. Like... The people in there, they don't live every day in there, but that is their home. That, sure. And the princeps might even live in there he 24-7. Might, yeah, if he's in the ambiotic tube or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. they're going to customize it and make sure it's how they like it. Absolutely. Mars pattern uh, bed that comes down out of the wall. That's right. <laughs> As it lowers, it, like, has hymns and oils that yeah. just leak Rise a pattern it. bunk bed <laughs> is right. down in the reactor room. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Uh, well, you know, that's kind of it for our episode yeah, on I'm titans gonna, yeah i'm gonna mention one quick thing about legions real quick sure um because we didn't really talk a whole bunch of, about them but legions you can really compare them to like imperial guard regiments um space marine chapters even maybe specific uh skatari regiments or i don't know if they're called regiments legions but legions yeah like each one has its own heraldry its own colors you can come up with your own um and come up with all its own heraldry and all that kind of stuff. You can go just as crazy as you do with any of those other type of things. Maybe they hunt fucking beasts and put their pelts on. I, who knows? But they're crazy. Drape your titan in like a bear skin. <laughs> but it's like a bear skin that's the size of a titan that it <laughs> yeah. had to kill. Yeah. I mean, the the, the roots of Mecca. Um, come from artificial humans like the idea that you're creating yeah. a, 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 and that's tied to to the Greeks and Greek mythology and Hephaestus and the creation of uh, so a giant bear yeah yeah <laughs> not out of the realm of possibility no. it's a space bear <laughs> yeah. anything exists in 40k if you look at enough planets yeah so um, but before we actually end the episode completely uh yep. colin's gonna share something with us yeah so if you would like to learn more about titans or uh read for entertainment value or you're considering maybe writing your own story which is what we always advocate for mm-hmm. uh what you can do is four books that you should consider uh picking up uh titanicus by dan abna is probably the most widely known recommendation it's a sprawling story a lot of uh different uh moving pieces about a uh titan battlefield how it impacts different uh people uh both in and outside of the titan itself mm-hmm. um you can also check out uh, recent books titan death by uh guy haley uh warlord fury of the god machine by david annandale uh and then the book that i like uh the most for kind of my top four titan related stories well actually five would be um, um mechanicum uh from the horus heresy you get some great Ooh. titan scenes there i know i've talked about that book before on this podcast but the one scene in that book it just has like the warlord or the warhounds like on this line of scrimmage and they're facing down a bunch of other titans and there's there's just this tension between the yep. two as they're both like revving their engines at each other essentially <laughs> like just waiting for someone <laughs> to make <laughs> yeah just waiting for somebody to make that first move and then when they do all hell breaks loose, it, it, you know, it's it's say. the it's, it's one of my favorite scenes the, ever the demilitarized kind of line that yeah. if you cross over heresy officially begins yeah mm, so who's willing to make the Who? first move yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, spoiler warning 
That line is crossed. <laughs> what? <laughs> In 40K? Yeah. But, but the tension leading up to that moment where yeah. it's like, he's reaching it. 30 clicks. Oh. 15 clicks. Two clicks. And then they're skirting along the line, running alongside each other, waiting for one to pull the trigger. Mm. Yeah. He is bombastic. And that's oh that would gosh. probably be one of my favorites. Uh, either one or number two would be Imperator Wrath of the Omnissiah, which has the... The story that you know it's about living within the mm-hmm. titan the whole story is set inside right, cool. and okay. then how forces of chaos try to to break in um the imperator titan also has one of the best names it's the the cassis belly which just sounds cool when you're you're reading it and the <laughs> and the magos who commands it is uh magos dominus uh militaras jauzanus skatara zilarakis Exasis, I thought I could get it on the first try. <laughs> it, was it was close. Uh, it was close. Who uh, commands the Skatari and uh, inside the, uh, the the vessel? So uh, some some great books: Titanicus, Imperator, Titan, Death, Warlord, and Mechanicum. Nice. All great reads. Very cool. All right, everybody, that's your homework for the next time. Yeah. Everyone has to read those four <laughs> books. Um, um, and before we actually end the episode, though, we want to take a moment to thank all of our newest. Uh, members of the Imperial Tithe. Yeah, it's been sweet, man. People give us their money. We love it. <laughs> we appreciate it. Yeah, so I'm going to go through the list. Uh, please save all your applause to the end. Mm-hmm. So thank you to Alistair, Hex McCall, the Superior Southern Mark, Michael, Vortia, Teteria, Epsilon113, Rowan, Garrett, Jonathan, Dallin, Alex, Ryan, Javier, Timmy Thick, Per Overland, B-Man, Ezekiel, Carl, Dorian, Ray, Rory, Primaris <laughs> Captain Laquifa, <Gross>. Shiv Paul, <laughs> uh, Calm Exit, Cairo, Tetra 45, Mice and Gods, Oliver, Stefan, Von Dam, Allen, Logan, Cody, Michael, Frank, Loud British Man. Matt, is that you? <laughs> Aaron, Josh, N, Alex, Michael, Michael, Austin, Carl, Ryan, Mark, Argyle, G.G. Sanchez, <laughs> Tyler, uh-huh. and Michael. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. That's awesome. Thank for you for contributing uh, to the show. It's great uh, to know that you guys find value in this. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, it, it's nice. Thank you all. Uh, you can uh, support the show in other ways. Go check out our uh, Redbubble. You can buy T-shirts. Go check out Let's Talk. Go hang out on our Discord, dis- guys. Discord's I'm nice. I'm always very encouraged by what I see on Discord. I've been hanging out a lot more often there it's these nice. days, too. It's surprisingly so. not a cesspool. Like, I, don't I think am I've genuinely had to, surprised. I think I've only <laughs> monitored it, like, done anything actively once on there, like, yeah. where I had to put my foot down. Like, no, yeah, you can't message me anymore. Okay, Eric. <laughs> it was just he he always answered when I messaged him on Discord. Uh anyways, there's so many ways to reach out to us, guys. Uh I know you're sick of hearing us talk about it, but uh we like engaging with members of our community and you know seeing what you guys are up to. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's awesome. Um but because we're not the only people on here with uh lives outside of this uh i don't even know what i'm trying to say Um, here 
but I'm trying to get a segue, but it's not working. I got it. Hey, I got gotcha. you. Hey, Colin, hey. do you do anything 40K related? Well, Micah, thanks so much for asking. <laughs> there it uh, is. I do, actually. Uh, other than being one of the most requested guest hosts here on Lorehammer, <laughs> yeah. uh, you can find me online at uh, coldopenstories.com, uh, otherwise at coldopenstories across all socials. Uh, what we do is uh, we have our own 40K uh, niche. What we do is we do casting calls, for, uh, voice acting for uh, broadcast quality uh, 40K audio dramas. Mm. Uh, like immersive. hot. High quality. Yeah, they're so freaking good. Yeah. I cannot endorse Cold Open Stories enough. And even though Colin has flat out told me I'm not allowed on any of his shows, <laughs> uh-huh. I still cannot say that this is – it's so good. It's crazy. I cannot yeah. get past it. Thank you. It's way better than anything we've ever done, no, Colin. Well, so. Remember that one time we did Listener Lore and that was like really good? No, no. <laughs> I don't. And, and oh. like the quality really is there, guys. Like better than some like actual like 40k like audio books oh, yeah. and audio dramas yeah. that I've heard. Like they're so. Good. It's phenomenal. Yeah. I'm really humbled to, to hear that. Like, like, <laughs> like thanks. It's, it's we're we're just it's trying deserved, to, man. No, no, yeah. well, we're just trying to make sure that people have a outlet to engage with other members of the community in meaningful artistic ways. Yeah. Uh, and then we also have our short fiction and fast fiction um, com- uh, contests and anthology. Um, if you want to read uh, what other members of the community are writing about Titans, we have some stories on the site there as well. Nice. And you can write your own. And we provide editorial support as well. That's so sweet. when people That's submit, awesome. we're able to help uh, people grow as writers. Nice. Yeah. No, it's awesome what you guys are doing over mm-hmm. there. So yeah, everyone go check out Cold Open Stories. It's it's crazy. Yeah, we don't endorse stuff often on the show, but that's one of the few where I'll point people to anytime they show interest in like story writing. Yeah. So Mark just exhaled like not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys. Uh hey man, anytime. It's been good to have you on too. It's good to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. It's been good. Now get the hell out of here. Get the hell out of here. (laughs) On my way. Couldn't wait. (laughs) Um, Thank you guys so much for sitting through another episode of Lorehammer. Mm -hmm. Brought to you by Mark and Eric. Um, You can find us on Spotify. You can. That's all you can find us on. That's right. Yeah. Um, and You found us because you're listening. <laughs> Step three. You did it. Good job. Uh, anyways, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you guys on our next episode. PZ Nerds. Have a good one. Ciao. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.